Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings here to the best political show.com. As of course, we have a lot of crazy news to get into today. As of course, we have the latest news from the U.S. Supreme Court. Mitch McConnell is stepping down. There's some more serious concerns about Joe Biden's health as Hunter Biden just came out and said that he is totally clean, as, of course, we have more crazy updates about the story of the decade that many powerful people want to go away, as it definitely looks like there's a new predator out there. What's really going on here? Well, we're going to be discussing that, plus a lot more, all for the next two hours, as, of course, there's a lot of crazy stuff developing, and we're going to be breaking it down as it happens for the next two hours. So make sure to share this broadcast with your friends and family members. It is really absolutely critically important since, of course, uh, YouTube definitely hasn't been uh, showing us any love recently. So we appreciate you guys getting the word out there, and it's pretty much why I am still here. You see a lot of independent media content creators come and go. There's not a lot of money in this, but the main reason that I am still here is because you guys support me. You guys get this broadcast out, and that's why I can't thank you enough for doing that, as of course, you could also directly participate in the conversation by also signing up to LukeUnfiltered.com, where you guys get access to a special Telegram channel, and we'll be getting the ability to call in to the show, unscripted, unvetted questions. You could show us whatever you want. We're going to be on a free speech platform, so you guys feel free to push the limits Ask us whatever you want. You could do that right now just by simply signing up to, of course, LukeUnfiltered.com as that is going to be, of course, sent into the chat room so you guys could very easily click on it right now. You get a lot of other things uh, with that offer of value as well as the ability to participate in the conversation through, of course, Rumble Rants, YouTube Super Chats, and most importantly, MySuperChats.com, a platform that only takes 3% of a service charge and allows your text to actually show up on screen all through MySuperChat.com. As, of course, we also wanted to remind members that we are going to have an in-real-life meetup this Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, as, of course, your memberships help build communities, help connect individuals, and definitely take advantage of that as much as you can. As, of course, there's also a lot of different personal updates with uh, Stephanie and her DMs and uh, some very interesting topics of discussion that we will have to save for later on in this broadcast. Steph is the button pusher. She made sure to... To, to click away from that one. I'm going to click back on it just to highlight you some of the very interesting <laughs> conversations coming here your way as, of course, joining us for this very uh, fantastic conversation is the one and only Tatiana Moroz. I know Tatiana for a very long time, but Tatiana, for the people who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Tatiana Moroz. I'm a singer-songwriter. I've uh, been in Bitcoin for 2,000 years. No, since 2012. Uh, I'm an activist. Satoshi is before us. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm an activist and I live here in Miami. So She is Satoshi Nakamoto. I'm telling you, I, I believe it. Right? 
Uh, yes, but I wasn't trying to let other people know. So thanks for doxing me, Luke. Hey, I'm sorry. It happened. If you can't bring up the microphone a little bit closer to you, Clint Russell Yo. is here. I, I was going to make a jab. I was going to make a jab. I was going to be like, oh, look at Clint's car over here. He up there. I, I was like, you know what? My guard's I'll, up. I'll give you grace of mercy. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I'm in a particularly irritable mood today. Clint Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown, co-host of Tower Gang, which is a show that you should never watch, and the co-host of the best political show, which you should always watch. You should pick up your phone currently, right this second. Pick up your RSS, your favorite little podcatcher, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Then you enter Liberty Lockdown, and you enter The Best Political Show, and you hit subscribe. And I continue to remind you, because not enough of you have done it. We've got hundreds of thousands of people watching, but not nearly enough of you are subscribing so that you don't miss an episode. we got stuff on the buttons. Yeah, some people say talking things out helps to uh, you know de-stress things. I don't know if that's going to happen today, but we're going to be doing our best yeah. here as much as we can. As, of course, Steph, who, uh, by the way, told everyone two nights ago, she's like, hey, guys, DM me. We found out last night her DMs were closed. Uh, Mike, the guest from last night, opened up those DMs and announced that, uh, you know, Stephanie's DMs were, were open. And, uh, yeah, Steph, how are you? I'm doing great. You know what? It's so nice to hear from you all. I'm writing back and reading, and there's a lot of messages. <laughs> how many How many new boyfriends you got? Uh, zero. What? Are they solicitous? Like, are they trying to hit on you? What are these messages about? No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. We got to save that conversation oh, for Rumble. Oh. Okay, oh. we got to build up some anticipation so here. And Stephanie's going to uh, be sharing her experiences through this wonderful connected community that we all have here later on in the broadcast so you guys have to stay tuned and wait for that particular conversation as of course there's a lot of crazy news happening right now some of it breaking right now as the wall street journal just reported that the supreme court has agreed to consider whether the former president of the united states donald trump must stand trial on charges that he allegedly plotted to overthrow the 2020 presidential election. Now, the fact that this has already gone to the frickin' Supreme Court just shows you how ridiculous this is. I think it's pretty clear that if this was an actual insurrection, this was one of the most poorly executed, one of the most disorganized, one of the most dumbest insurrections in the history of all insurrections, as of course it wasn't. It, it makes no sense at all, but... The leftists, the Democrats, the corporate media, the intelligence agencies are running with this and they're prosecuting Donald Trump. He's facing 750 years. They're trying to get him off the ballot. They're already punishing him when it comes to this upcoming frickin' election as he is needing now to spend tremendous amounts of money on lawyers, but also more importantly, time when he should be campaigning, especially in a very close election that I believe is going to be a lot closer than a lot of other people expected it to be. We saw what happened during the 2022 midterm elections. It's just going to be just as tight as, of course, the same way that the powers that be fortified the last presidential election. You could bet your freaking bottom dollar they're fortifying this one. What do you guys make of this latest news that the Supreme Court will now be hearing this case? Um, so does that mean that everybody else is going to be able to be prosecuted? Because I think that's the real question, right? If he's going to be held responsible for something that happened during his watch, um, then other people should also be held responsible for things that happened on their watch, like war crimes. Um 
Anwar Alawaki. Was that his name? The- Abdurrahim Alawaki. Okay. Yeah. And Thank Anwar Alawaki. Oh, there's okay. two of them. Thanks. There's the son, and then there's the former Pentagon uh, guy who became a radicalized cleric who worked with the federal government and then was taken out by the federal government. Right. It's almost as if he had some secrets that they didn't want them to release. Oh, hmm. Hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. Look, I, I think that uh, your your point's well taken, and it's certainly you know very important that that no one is above the law. Historically, the presidents have been above the law. So I think what's interesting about this one is that Donald Trump is being accused of things that, in my opinion, he is not guilty of, uh, and they are trying to essentially remove him from the political arena entirely, if not remove him from free civil society. Uh, and they're obviously successfully going after him to the tune of a half a billion dollars. I think that the it's very important that the Supreme Court get involved just simply because I, th- I, I tend to believe that the American people will completely give up on the entire concept of peaceful resolution of our, of our disagreements at the ballot box. If they, the vast majority of Republicans are adamant supporters of Donald Trump, they very much want to cast their vote for him. If they remove him as an option, I don't think you'll ever bring those people back. I think that they will be radicalized irrevo- irrevocably. And uh, for that reason, I'm, I'm grateful that the Supreme Court is interjecting themselves because I think that if they come down in the right fashion, then it'll, it'll de- depressurize a lot of what we've been dealing with. So a lot of people in response to this are saying good news. They're also posting uh, photos of certain justices like, like Clarence Thomas uh, putting on the sunglasses. And uh, essentially, a lot of people are concluding that automatically the Supreme Court rule, will rule in favor of the Republicans, since they are a majority Republican Supreme Court. But as we saw recently with the Texas ruling about the border wall, that uh, it could go uh, pretty much uh, either way, as there's probably some compromise on some of these judges, and there's probably some other forces uh, beyond our control. But uh, to to get back to kind of Tatiana's point here, that was my take originally when we heard these charges announced. I remember being on TimCast, and they're like, oh my god i can't believe they're charging donald trump and i'm like could we charge could we could we, could we charge obama <laughs> could could we charge clinton could we charge bush could we charge all of them we'll get for me personally I, this is this is something that probably a lot of people disagree with here but i was like i'll give you trump but we got to take clinton we got to take obama we got to take bush all of them jail now immediately as of course they all violated the law violated the constitution didn't do what they were supposed to do took orders from special interest groups assassinated people tortured people and did some really absolutely freaking awful things and you're going after donald trump for what happened on j6 what what are you, are you kidding me There's legitimate things that you could go after Donald Trump for that we can't mention here on this particular broadcast. There's legitimate things that we could criticize him on that the corporate media refuses to criticize him on. But uh, really, really, J6, this is this is what they're getting him for. Now, we still will be hearing more about this case. There allegedly are surprise tapes. There's surprising evidence. I, I, I highly doubt there was uh, any kind of attempt to, to overthrow anything. This makes no sense at all. And clearly, this is political prosecution. This is the weaponization of the justice system. This is a, a, a tragic injustice to someone that I've been critical of. But, but because they're criticizing him so much, you have to support him because it's absolutely crazy what they're doing to him. And it, and it highlights a really dangerous path that this country is on. Oh, I think the 
and this is why a lot of people refer to this as anarcho tyranny. You, if you apply the laws in, in an unequal fashion, then you don't have justice. And I think that's what's happening with Donald Trump is that he's being persecuted and prosecuted for things that are very mundane, if not completely negligible. Uh, whereas we have really egregious war crimes from all of the presidents in my lifetime that go completely unaccounted for. So. Uh, for that reason alone, you know, it's like a lot of people will say, well, we can't, I don't want the Supreme Court to come down on, on Trump's side and say that, uh, you know, he has presidential immunity because then we won't ever be able to prosecute all these other people for their war crimes. Have we ever prosecuted anybody? So in a exactly. practical perspective, wait, I want to, you know how they have the cops and the cops, they can, they have their immunity as well. Right. And I've heard the argument that a police officer in a certain way does need some immunity because then he would never um, be able to take these kind of actions. Like sometimes you do have to shoot, right? Um, is there a case to be made that a president does need to have some kind of ability to break the law or to have that immunity like the same way that you would with a police officer? Well, well there's presidential immunity, and, and they have been doing a lot of illegal things for a very long time. Sorry, Clint, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say it. they already are granted lo- rights that no other people have just as the police obviously have a right to carry a gun and go into a public school and do all sorts of things that a a regular person can't do um the issue is that they they go above and beyond these already granted additional powers that they have and i think that that's been the issue that at least from a libertarian vantage point has been very infuriating is that you know you have the right to declare or not declare war but you certainly have the right to take life to the tune of thousands by declarations of war via Congress, um, but you can't, but they won't even do that. You yeah, know? we haven't had that for, for many, many years. Oh, so, 50. So, so, someone in the chat room said they're not police officers, they're acorn killers. <laughs> <laughs> so shouts out to uh, uh, Blood Pillow for saying that in, in the comments. In fairness, section. I don't think he made contact with the acorn. I'm sure he missed with the whole 24 shot rounds. a lot. I mean, there's a lot of bullets <laughs> that he, uh, you know, got rid of in his magazine. So probably, I mean, he... he Maybe hit something. He definitely didn't hit his target, which highlights, again, just how poorly trained a lot of police officers are and not well equipped with the skills to actually handle very stressful situations. Uh, Tatiana actually took uh, one of the tactical classes that I helped teach here in Southern Florida, and she saw just how difficult it is. Now, imagine that kind of stress, you know, because, again, if you're a police officer, you're, you're dealing with a lot of craziness, a lot of power that you have. And we see a lot of police officers power trip. Now imagine that like a thousandfold with presidents who have a lot of power. Of course, they're going to power trip. Of course, they're going to have a little bit of ego. Trump's ego, I think, is a blessing and a curse. I think it's something that's amazing, but also something that holds him back a lot of the times here. And uh, truly, with him being punished more than ever, they are making him more popular than he ever was before. He wasn't he wasn't that favorable in the polls until they started prosecuting him. They prosecuted him, and now he's more popular than ever. And now I got to support him because if, if they get away with punishing him, they could get away with punishing all of us and everyone in the future. Sorry, go ahead, Tatiana. But doesn't that just make it kind of suspect? Like, he, they're making it really, really easy to like Trump. And that in itself is kind of weird, right? They're basically setting him up like the the underdog hero for everybody. But 
If you look at his presidency, yeah, there were some good things. I still think he was probably the best president of our lifetimes. Shocker. But um, uh, but he that's wasn't not saying that much with how either, horrible right? all the other presidents were. Right, yep. exactly. Yeah. So Lowest he's, bar he's not that different. I'm not 100% convinced that he's as much of an outsider candidate. I've never been that convinced of it. And now it just seems like he's the hero on the white horse and anybody with half a brain would go for him. Um, but I don't even know at this point if I believe that any of these um, elections are real, right? I already thought it was a selection based on what I saw with uh, 2012 and Ron Paul and Mitt Romney. Um, so I don't know. Preach. It should be interesting. <laughs> it should be interesting to see what happens. Well, uh, well there's definitely a lot year. of internal game, uh, internal games happening, even with Ron Paul, that uh, according to his own staff members, made a deal with Mitt Romney, not to criticize Mitt Romney, and therefore was able to help Mitt Romney gain the nomination, as, of course, a lot of people and political commentators uh, said specifically, if if Ron was going after everyone like he, if he was specifically going after Mitt like he was going after everyone, Mitt would have been more kind of battered and bruised and, and wouldn't be as uh, favorable as, as a candidate as he saw himself being. Now, of course, the establishment also cheated Ron Paul many times, even when he placed favorably and he and he did really well. They would always just undermine it. That they would always kneecap him. That they they would they would always lie about him, his stances, his viewpoints, and how much actual amazing grassroots support he had. You were there from the kind of beginning stages of the Ron Paul Levolution. Um, what kind of sticks out to you that happened then? That I think uh, that that you think people should uh, know about. So I got involved in the Ron Paul movement in around late 2011, early 2012, and I was singing all around the country. So for me, this was my first really politically active moment. Um, and I really, truly believe that we could make a difference. I thought it was just so electrifying. You had the basically the inverse of the Trump movement. I mean, it was super duper positive, not ragging on the Trump people. Um, but to me, the, the moment where I stopped believing in America was uh, right here in Tampa. And I remember just being very, very depressed, uh, hearing about how, you know, uh, Ron and Carol left. And I just imagined them being all dejected, walking to the plane, all depressed. And there were even over 400 delegates that walked out of the uh, RNC um, convention. And so that was barely reported anywhere. So now when I hear about fake news and people talking about fake news like it was something that happened with Donald Trump, that to me is also feels a little bit co-opted because to me the fake news was when we would have uh, thousands of people showing up for these rallies and they would report, oh, 100 people showed up. Or when uh, Ron Paul became the 13th floor in the elevator, right? Like nobody could find him on any kind of polls, even though he was uh, doing so well. So I, I don't know. I guess I've just been very disillusioned with the uh, presidential process. And I think it keeps people... Um, you know, enslaved to the idea that this is our only solution. Well, you got to vote harder next time. And I'm surprised that anybody's participating at all after what happened previously. I, I'm, I'm just shocked. And all of this uh, evidence keeps coming out that it was uh, a rigged election and nothing's going on. Yeah. I mean, well, well, there's a, you know, we have to be careful in what, what we say here specifically oh, on uh, YouTube, since YouTube is very kind of censorious. Uh, so I, I do believe that this was uh, a, a, quote, fair election, but they definitely fortified it, especially with the Zuckerbucks and the media influence and the intelligence agencies that all, of course, had someone that they really wanted to become the next president of the United States and that they did everything in their power, even though some would say illegally, but they used a lot of legal 
means in order to galvanize a lot of their larger ballot harvesting and efforts. And even with Ron Paul, I love Ron Paul. He's awesome. He's an incredible human being, but he wasn't perfect as well. Uh, we broke that story from a campaign insider inside of his own campaign about him making that deal with Mitt Romney. He he, uh, you know, he was still kind of um, running, but not running. He he dropped out. Rand Paul was, was still, um, you know, freaking endorsing Mitt Romney, and and that created a situation where I had to ask Rand Paul why he was uh, endorsing Mitt Romney when his father was still kind of collecting money and donations for his presidential campaign created a kind of awkward situation. So again, no one's perfect. No one's hands are clean. And, and this is, this is an individual. This is Dr. No, this is one of the most ethically sound individuals that is absolutely freaking incredible. And again, politics what was, is, is dirty. What was the incentive? Why, why would he make that deal? I don't understand. I've never heard that. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, I never heard that one before, too. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, we have the uh, YouTube video on our, uh, on our channel. Do you, uh, we do are you remember what, um, what he was offered? Um, it wasn't. It, it was someone within his campaign staff that came out and, and talked about this. But I believe there was a, a mutual kind of deal saying, if you don't attack me, I'll, I won't attack you. Oh, okay. And then many kind of political strategists look back at that deal as a deal that kind of solidified Mitt Romney to become the front runner, to become as powerful as he was. And it was it was a mixed bag that the, uh, Republican kind of primary. The the reason I was asking is because like if it was to keep Rand in the Senate, or I don't even know when Rand got into the Senate. Maybe it was before. Uh, but if it was to like help him get into the Senate, I'd be like, all right, that's the trade that no, I he probably... Was already, no, he, he was already, already, he was already in. in the Senate. Oh, he was, okay. Um, and then he endorsed Mitt Romney, which was like... Yeah. No, right after, right after Mitt it. Romney, right, <laughs> after, right after the Bilderberg group meeting. And I'm like, wait, hold on. What's, what's going on here? I asked some questions, and then it got a little tumultuous between Paul, me and Rand Paul as uh, uh, Rand Paul then tried to fire my, uh, at the time, girlfriend from her job in Washington, D.C. because of that uh, confrontation. So, yeah. Politics are filthy, man. That's some, that's some uh, insider tea there for you guys here. But, uh, I, I, again, I, I, I'm just bringing this up because I just want to talk about the, this kind of political circus that a lot of people kind of deal with, that a lot of, a lot of people go through. It was Doug Weed that uh, we... Uh, specifically um, interviewed a part of the Ron Paul campaign. And, and if I remember correctly, he kind of threatened Ron Paul saying, we're going to really attack you with this and this unless you stop attacking us, don't attack us. And then they made that kind of deal. I wonder what kind of deals Donald Trump is making, as of course, they, they are kind of trying to position him in a, a situation that's not winnable. It's either he spends hundreds of millions of dollars on lawyers or he goes to jail. And um, when, when you have that kind kind of uh, situation, you have leverage over the president of the United States because you could say, hey, you know, we're very powerful people. We have compromise on this judge, on this prosecutor. We could just say this, this could all go away if you just uh, approve this uh, big pharma uh, protocol or regulation that we want uh, passed or, or not passed. And that's essentially what really kind of happens within Washington, D.C. A lot of powerful people kind of play their hands in very sinister ways to, of course, go against the best interest of the voting class of the general public, which is uh, absolutely infuriating because this is why we can't have nice things. I asked uh, the chat room on YouTube specifically, will the Supreme Court rule in favor of Trump and 65 percent of the people? 
people in the YouTube chat room said yes. 35% said no. So it's going to be interesting, as of course it does look like the Supreme Court will hopefully be backing Donald Trump. But with the way that this year has been kind of unfolding, anything and everything could happen. Do you think that's why Nikki Haley's still hanging around? Because she's so like yes. detestable. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. She I is mean, the neocon warhawk vulture just waiting yeah. to, to yeah. eat at the corpse of the MAGA movement and mm-hmm. to have her frickin' meal. So, sorry, go ahead. That should be pretty interesting to see. Because, yeah, I've heard she just has a ton of money behind her, but I've never heard a single person say anything nice about her anyway. So I I don't know what she's No one that's sane has anything nice to say about Nikki Haley. But uh, there was, I believe it was the Cokes that withdrew their funding after South Carolina. So I think the gravy train is is running low. Um, But it's clear to me that she's she's doing it, as Luke described it, as the vultures circling over uh, MAGA as they're stumbling through the desert looking for uh, Donald Trump's you know, special brand of water, uh, but bloodthirsty vulture demons <laughs> yes. is, I think, a more accurate description of Nikki Haley. But, as, but uh, she probably sacrifices a lot of small entities for uh, larger <laughs> uh, satanic evil powers that she I wields. I won't, I won't go there. Uh, we'll save that part <laughs> for Rumble. But yeah, I think that that clearly she's she is the fallback plan if the deep state manages to remove him as an option. Um, but I, you know, I think also for her, it's just as much about financial angling that she'll get on, you know, yet another board of Boeing or Lockheed or whatever. No I mean, babies are safe near that vulture. I'll just leave it. At, I'll just leave it at that. Allegedly, uh, uh, maybe. Um, but uh, in a video game, right? Yes. As, of course, we also got other breaking news uh, of this tortoise-looking-like creature. (laughs) That, of course, being Mitch McConnell, who just announced that he will be stepping down from the Senate Republican leadership this November after this upcoming presidential election. His face says it all. (laughs) He is tied to, of course, international drug trade and trafficking. He is the corrupt of the corrupt he is an individual that has sold you down the river and finally the old wicked witch is gone and uh, not soon enough as of course i said even with my drama even with my own personal beef with Rand paul i said on on social media Good. Replace him with Rand Paul as, of course, the new leader of the Republican Party in the U.S. Senate. Because uh, who else? Who else are you going to pick there? Do you guys have any picks? I no, know there's no one that's better than Rand in terms of a, a plan B here. But uh, yeah, Mitch McConnell. Uh, people people forget too. But uh, first, I think it was the first two years of Donald Trump's presidency. They had a Republican Senate, Republic, Republican Congress, and McConnell got nothing done. I mean, this this dude is is as in opposition to the kind of populist small government cabal of voters uh, as any of the Democrats. I mean, just an absolutely reprehensible human being. And and his his priority forever has been funding the military industrial complex. So the fact that he's, he's bowing out in November is disappointing. As Luke said, it's not soon enough, uh, particularly given that the man hard resets, his mind hard resets mid-conversation half of the time. He will literally just like go blank and shut down and he'll have a handler come and pull him off the stage. Isn't it weird how all this keeps happening, though? Like all of our political Is it, is it leaders- weird? They're all 80. I mean, yeah, but you'd think that they would hide it a little bit better. I mean, people are making fun of us so bad because of Joe Biden's mental uh, state. You know, he's walking around 
obviously everybody knows what's wrong with him at this point, right? But now we've got Mitch McConnell, we've got all these different people. It's just pretty disgraceful. I would say that basically most of them must be compromised for this to keep going on, though. I mean, of course, absolutely. Like, like Coke, uh, I can't even say. Yeah, I can't even say what Mitch McConnell was connected to on this YouTube channel. As really? uh, I mean, that, that that guy, he's 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 connected to the Chicoms. He's connected with international trade of illicit illegal items. He's really just one of the most awful human beings on the face of this earth and i don't like to i don't like to to say that uh, about many people but mitch mcconnell absolutely deserves it as of course this is some of the reaction uh from the news of his final freaking retirement so i stand before you today mr president and my colleagues to say this will be my last time as republican leader i'm not going anywhere anytime soon now, I, I don't know, uh, you know, if that's real or not. I think it is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let the Internet be the judge here. As, of course, finally stepping down from leadership. His leadership was awful, especially with the latest moves that he made with the defensive budgets for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan that he tried to sell as a freaking border bill. This well, guy has no freaking way to save face after the egregious actions that he just committed against the American people. And, and as I mentioned just last night, the whole reason that he did that was because they wanted to give the Biden administration an out. They wanted to give them a talking point of defense that, look, we came to the table and we got a bipartisan border defense bill passed with Mitch McConnell. And it was Congress that didn't want to defend your borders, MAGA. It's just a lie. But but McConnell knew exactly what he was doing. He knew it would never pass in the House, and he put it up. He put it up because he wanted to give the Biden administration a defense because he has been as antagonistic towards Donald Trump as anybody else. The guy is freaking eighty-two years old. I'm pretty sure at, at this point and time. What the deep state is doing is they're literally going into elderly homes and they're like, okay, this guy's really senile. Let's put him him. Let's put him as a freaking senator. Let's put him in positions of power because then we could just do do whatever we want. And then these old geezers won't even know what the frick is going on. As again, the responses here from everyone are, are pretty telling. Lots of people saying 10 years too late, but good anyway. Another person said, can November be tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> and wish. another person said, the turtle is done. Absolutely. And here uh, comes the hair. The hair is going to win this one. Thank goodness. I, who's yeah, the hair? Uh, hopefully it's the Rand. tortoise in the hair. Yeah, it was, it was a joke. <laughs> The, the pause button here on his face when he just kind of uh, splurged out really oh, the, just tells you. No, about that video the, the is not actually paused, Luke. That's just him. That's how he looks. I know. Dial up internet, trying to figure <laughs> out what's going on right now. Dear, near, near, near. I seriously though, like to your point about, um, you know, why why is it that we keep having these incredible, like these octogenarians that that come across that their minds literally shut down mid conversation and stuff, and how it's so embarrassing to the rest of the world. I think that like just as our empire is long in the tooth, so is the political class. You know, like they, the only way they can maintain their their stranglehold on power is to have the the dirtiest, the people who have been doing this for decades that have so much, that are so compromised, that have so much, uh, so many skeletons in their closet. This is why they can't ever turn to to the younger generation of Democrats or Republicans for that matter. 
is because those people are, still have some semblance of idealism. They still have some semblance of belief in this country and, and, this, and the future. Uh, so they ha- I think they, that's why they keep force-feeding us, these incredibly corrupt old people. I, I thought that they are supposed to get that special magical potion that makes you younger that they get from their uh, you know friends uh, that are <laughs> yeah. still in school. So, t- Tatiana is base as hell. <laughs> I feel like, a, like... But this is what I'm saying. Like, you know, maybe they take that the babies exist. and then they scare them and then they do other <laughs> things to them. I was trying to be really like, you know, discreet because we're, we're I am. not... I, I'm, been, I'm discreet too. Just don't say it. I don't but know what you're all saying. all I'm saying is, is that I thought that they were supposed to act young and be all rejuvenated and uh, I don't well, know. Look, when you... When you <laughs> or are they out of supply? When you have... When <laughs> oh you, well, I mean, the, there's a reason that they would be out of supply. I'm not going to go that route. Uh, but I think that the truth is that like being one of the worst people in human history probably takes a toll on you at some point. Hey, so, that, that island has been shut down for quite a while. It could explain why there might be a shortage of exactly. that secret sauce oh, that, like they've been, the uh, that they've island. been. Uh, Give me a break. That no, that's the only on. one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only one. That's the only one. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, see, I only, only, only had one. It's amazing. <laughs> hey, you know, if it's good, you know, why why get rid of it or why try to duplicate it? If, <laughs> if, if it's consistent, it's there and, you know, it's. Yeah. It's easy. So. You know, it was a one-time thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like they were going to ever do it again. They, you got, know? they got rid of Epstein and they got rid of Maxwell, and there's no. Uh, they don't have case any. Cl- they don't have. They don't have any clients. It's just, <laughs> Those just, clients just are all that probably case. repenting. Of course. Very, very seeing, sorry. I mean, seeing as they all face justice, why wouldn't they repent, right? Yeah, they probably all just punish themselves. They probably feel really bad, and they don't need any kind of law or intervention no. when it comes their to own, their own I discretion. Bet, I bet you, is a punishment. I bet you, as, as, uh, as penance, they've gone into Haiti, and they're creating orphanages, and they're doing all sorts of things to try and help the youth of the world. Yeah, you they're, know, probably, that's, that's they're probably the around a lot of small children trying to make it up to them. <laughs> They're, they're probably really trying to help all the, you know, all the karmic <laughs> negative energy Jesus that they created. Dark. So, <laughs> yeah, but but that's true. It's, it's so dark. Like, we have to we have to make light of it. Otherwise, I'd lose my mind. But yeah, and uh, that's why we have a president that uh, is known for terrorizing his daughter in the shower. That, of course, being Joe Biden, who is at the age of eighty-one. As he is set to have his physical, as of course, there's a lot of people who uh, have a lot of specific concerns about his mental well-being, as Biden's doctor now have concluded that there's, quote, no new concerns. There's nothing to worry about. The doctor officially (laughs) said through the White House, the physician of the president said, quote, he continues to be fit for duty and fully executes all of his responsibilities without any exemptions or accommodations. Yeah, So wait, if you right. wear a diaper, does that count or that's okay? Corinne <laughs> uh, uh, Pierre Jean-Claude Van Damme actually said he gets tested every single day and he's passing with flying colors. I mean, it's just so, it's so hilarious. Uh, but Here's the reality. If you're getting tested every single day, that 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 should leave some room for concern here. No, like, no, no. But like, she she meant she meant it as in like he's being tested because he's doing the job every single day and he passes every <laughs> single day because he's so good at his job. Like, here's the reality though. Joe Biden is not the person that's in charge. That's I don't know. Right. I don't know why they we care. The standards of his actual job. It's more yeah. like look pretty, like turn Does that he look way. pretty? <laughs> like do your best to like walk to the right look, podium. Look sentient, Joe. Look yes, alive. Exactly. Keep he, away from the kids, Joe. There's no <laughs> new problems. He's doing it just right. Stephanie has the uh, Stephanie has the opposite problem of all the politicians. She likes them older, not younger. What? Uh, you just said the president of the United States looks pretty. Oh, I see. Get it? You got a crush Get- on on old Daddy Joe? 
What? She's, she's too old for him. Come on. She's too old. She's too old for him. That's a good point. <laughs> Made a lot of jokes there that flew over the head of a lot of people oh, there. But uh, th- this is pretty damning. This is pretty crazy. I mean, he's 81. Trump, hey, Trump is up there in years, too. But for this report to say that he's active, that he's robust, that he's fit to serve, when the guy barely is able to speak, he's barely able to walk, the guy shuffles around. He couldn't he literally campaign shuffles. four years ago. He didn't campaign. But he they, just was in his, in his bunker. But they specifically <laughs> didn't test his mental faculties. That's part. They're yeah. like, yeah, we don't need to test that. He passed. Like, I Kareen, think he might. Kareen Jean-Claude Van Damme Pierre said that he passes every single day. Well, case closed. She's also Just very like qualified and she's definitely there because of her skills and not yes, because exactly. of her being a carpet muncher and of, of a specific uh, race and identity. You know, she's absolutely there because Man. of her credentials. She's oh, I a, thought you were indicating yeah. that her and Kamala had a thing going. Let's start that rumor. Listen, Kamala gets gets you down. You're first. All right, <laughs> Kamala is known to get down. So uh, I'll just, yeah, but I'll she's just like a social climber, or like a climber. You know what I mean? So she's looking to go up. I thought not she was down. a kneeler, but you call oh. her a climber. Yeah, she's, she started. Oh she started from the, the bottom. Now she's here. <laughs> Speaking of Drake, and then uh, Montel Williams helped her get to the top. Um, Can so, you imagine yeah. social climbing off of Monta Williams <laughs> into the vice presidency of the United States? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. How did that happen? So weird. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Willie Brown, too. That's another one. Uh, uh, a guy who was given warnings and told not to fly in uh, September. I wonder how his wife felt about Kamala being the second uh, or the first vice president. You know what I mean? Like, was she... Like, oh, wow, she really made it since those old days when we used to wrestle around for my husband, you know? Wait, which, which lady? Willie's, Willie's oh, Willie. yeah. wife. Like, what was she think seeing Ooh, Kamala making yeah, it yeah, all yeah, the way yeah, over? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that they probably split up at some point. Um, or maybe she, I don't know, maybe she didn't mind sharing her I, husband. Honestly, She's like, get him away. I for, yeah, I forgot that, she, they, that he was even married. They probably yeah. met at the Eyes Wide Shut Club. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, well, this happened. Uh, the, the dirty Kamala dog's in there. Oh, she's, she's in the corner doing her old tricks we're, again. We're pushing it today. Uh, well, yeah, you know, family-friendly show here. we got to know some references <laughs> in order to get some of the jokes here. So True. I think we might be okay on that end specifically. <laughs> As, of course, uh, I have a lot of other things to say that I can't say say that I'm censoring myself on, especially when it comes to other examinations that might be happening to uh, Joe Biden that we T- can't mention here on this particular T-minus broadcast. T-minus 22 minutes until we get to tell the truth. Hang in there, folks. <laughs> yes, it's not easy. It's I have to do this on, whenever I'm on TimCast. It's so freaking frustrating because I got to bite my tongue half the time. And it's good because I don't, I, don't, I don't host the show and I get to kind of cognitively think, okay, how am I going to say this without actually saying this? How am I going to allude to this? How can I make any kind of reference? And it's difficult. It, it, it's hard and it's frustrating. And every time the show ends, my brain is just wrecked. And I'm like, I need, I, I need sugar. I need to feed my mind as soon as I can. And you see the difference. You really do see the difference. And a lot of people, a lot of people are like, why are you on YouTube? Well, I, I think it's important for people to see the difference because I understand the game. I've been on YouTube for a very long time. Uh, I've been on YouTube for, what, what is it, 2006, 18 years now, uh, which is a long time. Even before YouTube existed, I was on Blip, and I know I know how the games run, and I think it's important for people to see the, 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 the stark difference when it comes to being stifled and then being able to fully kind of freely speak and say whatever you want as, again, I want to get, get in there, like, by Biden's doctor gets in there for his old age health uh, related to his 
Again, I can't say it. I'll save it for later. As it, of course, it, the, the information. Yeah, go, go ahead. I was just going to ask you if you think David Icke is right about Elon. I, I know you guys. Oh, have, I love this subject. Okay, good. Yeah. Because yes. I'm of the opinion that, well, I certainly don't trust Elon. I think that David Icke's read of him has been overly harsh. You know, the, the guy did put up $50 billion to get X or Twitter at the time and now open it up to people like me that were otherwise being suspended every single week. It, it felt like uh, it has. That doesn't mean you can't be a little skeptical. Like, even well, if I just, someone I just does said good I am skeptical. things, like, yes, he's allowed you to have a platform and all this stuff, but I still think it's important to keep a watchful eye. I, I agree, but, but my point is David Icke is going the opposite direction. He's saying... Every single thing he's done that has been at even slightly positive for the dissident community, Correct. like Continue, us, yeah. he says it's all a lot. It's all it's a front. Po- it's possible. It's all a- it is possible. Well, I agree it's possible, but like, how can you have that conclusion definitively? It's just a matter. Well, maybe he wants to have that conclusion definitively. I saw some other posts about some things that were quite questionable, like a carousel and little children and him saying that like a pole inside of a horse is like crazy going around in a circle. Wait, like what? that's what literally what David X said, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm trying to, <laughs> well, I'm trying to understand this. Few interesting things over yeah. the years, but okay, maybe he is very definitive on it. But I'm just saying it's important to keep that that open. Like the possibility that he isn't amazing is real. No, I, I'm not. I'm, uh, again, I'm Elon. not. But I'm not. I'm not even taking the Elon is amazing route. I'm just saying. There has been some things he has done that I, I just don't see how you can't see them as positives. Like it has but put so much like- pressure on YouTube to decrease the censorship apparatus because so many of these creators are starting to put more and more of their content on X and Rumble. It's Look, like, that's how a about good thing. this? He's, it's a good thing for getting all of the patriots on board with his Neuralink. I don't think anyone's going to be taking uh, his, a, his Neuralink. I mean, it's, it's, who knows? Maybe who someone's going to Can you imagine be, the Trump you know? supporters just drinking Bud Light and get their, their brain chips in? Like, I don't think so. Yeah, the, the Bud Light uh, boycott is still continuing, even though Dana White, Donald Trump, and Kid Rock are telling everyone to drink Bud Light. So, uh, I, I, again, skepticism is becoming more popular than ever, and this is why I keep talking about the larger kind of bigger next event being subverted and probably a trick on a lot of the people who are already skeptical as the, as the skeptical people are growing and I think there might be some kind of under other things at play here that we should consider moving forward this- but I actually made a video specifically about this very topic um, if we could trust Elon Musk, if we could trust Tucker Carlson, if we could trust Joe Rogan, I made that very specific, uh, uh you know, video today for members of LukeUnfiltered.com. And I don't mean just to plug, uh, LukeUnfiltered.com, but I already had this conversation for, for my members. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll just kind of summarize it as quickly as I can, because I gave my bullet points to why I believe, uh, my thesis and my kind of conclusion on this, but you got to celebrate your victories. You always judge a man by the fruits of their labor. You don't put any man above yourself. You keep moving forward and you commend the people that do good stuff. And I'll just leave it at that. Watch the full video. If you're a member, definitely go check it out there. As of course, you know, you should be skeptical of anything, everything. But at the same time, if you're just a doomer black pillar all the time, you're not going to get anything done. You're not going to be ever successful. And you're going to, of course, just be in a circle of negativity, hatred, paranoia, delusion that uh, doesn't achieve nothing. The, the, the bigger point I was trying to make is that if you there are only a handful of hyper wealthy people on the planet there's a very small percentage of those very small percentage of people that will actually endeavor to 
expel or expend some of that capital on things that might help humanity. I feel as if Elon has done that. And if now that's not to say I trust him, but I'm just saying that if you're going to immediately condemn him and say controlled op, he's just trying mm-hmm. to create the, you know, Skynet. Why would anybody else with resources ever endeavor to assist us in this fight? That's and it, a great point. You know, it, it's I, also I, it's also very easy to say everyone's a psyop, everyone's controlled. Exactly. Uh, it's not very easy to get into the fight and actually build and do stuff. And right. David Icke has been extremely negative as of late. I reached out to him because I know him. I, I personally hung out with him. I've done a lot of videos with him. I, I like him, and I was like, dude, uh, let's 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 hash this out. Let's talk about this. And he hasn't answered my my emails or my DMs now, and whatever. He doesn't owe me anything, but it's been disappointing seeing his kind of decline in negativity. Sorry, yeah. Steph, go ahead. Um, well, I was just going to say to your point, Clint, that you're right. Like, we shouldn't be just like making. I just feel like it's important to keep an eye open and that these people, like, for example, Elon Musk, he has choices. He has power and choices. Right. And so he can go either way, any way he chooses. Yeah. And, and so and let's we keep, keep an eye on not it. Not just an eye, but keep the pressure on. I agree with you. Like, we, we need to maintain the pressure to make sure that he doesn't allow X to become the FBI cutout operation that it was just a few years ago. Um, and it's TBD. Like, will he will he prove himself to be someone who's actually on the side of uh, on the side of humanity, or is he going to be using that lane and that market demand to try and become more and more powerful and wealthy? We'll see. I mean, most of his clients are governments, right? Doesn't yes. he have a big uh, deal with the Chinese government? So. Why would he want to be on the side of the people? I, I'm not. I'm not fully on the Elon train. To me, I just don't see how you can have uh, this one incentive and have such strong ties with these large governments, and then at the same time be a free speech person. Well, see, I think I, he you don't become some the speech. And then other speeches also, it remains, you know, you've got to let everybody, um, everybody's like frustration out a little bit, right? So you put it out in this little section and in this, but don't put it here. And I feel like that, that, that might be the, uh, the case there. Well, but that's David Icke's argument for, for sure. But I, I just think that there's no way you become the wealthiest person in the world without having major government ties and contracts because the governments of the world are the biggest that they've ever been in human history. So it's like, if you're going to be the richest person, you're going to be involved in the government. And let's be honest, Elon's not the wealthiest. It's probably Putin or maybe even Zelensky at this point. Who knows? Or the Rothschilds, <laughs> or the Rothschilds, or the Rockefellers, right? It's and, the people and all that the we, other secret, we, secretive banking families, right. and even more secretive banking families that we don't even know about. Yeah, that but, hide but, their wealth. But they all have a monopoly thanks to the government, which has given them uh, the capacity to print money and set interest rate policy. So it's like I, I, I just think that I think that people should keep an open mind. And the reason I'm saying this is because. I am someone who didn't have to get involved with this. I was an entrepreneur. I decided to go this route. And I'm just like, if you if you make it so toxic in the freedom-oriented community that anybody that has resources that gets involved and you just immediately point at them and you say, I know I know exactly what you're about. And well, I know you're- Well, that's not anyone, though. This is somebody who's overseeing one of the largest like news platforms in the world who wants now. to have financial control, who wants to go on with his Neuralink stuff. I and mean, everything else. Come on, that guy is super sketchy. I, I mean, maybe there's some good things. I've heard him say some, uh, you know, I've heard some interviews where I like what he has to say, but... I don't know. Anybody it's it's just simple. We, me, we don't, we, we don't even have to wrap up if someone's totally good or totally bad because no That's one is. Right. Everyone's imperfect. Uh, right. uh, everyone's a human being. You, you 
compliment and commend them when they do good stuff. You criticize them when they do sketchy, bad stuff. It's what just about the lizard that's people? Are they human beings <laughs> oh that also God. deserve I, I don't know. Ask Clint. We uh, need Clint. David Clint. Clint. Ask, 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 you got to ask David Icke about Clint. that one. David I don't know. Icke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Clint was a Nephilim for full correction. Yeah, he is I'm not, not a, a lizard, lizard person. person. I'm an Maybe eight, Steph could be a lizard person. white Steph's pretty tall. Steph is like six foot two. So I could see I could see like the lizard part. six foot two, though. Sorry, six foot three. Seven foot two. What? Six for three. <laughs> anyway, uh, when it comes to criticizing uh, the the power establishment, very few powerful people do it. One of them that did it recently is Mr. Beast. He actually came out and tweeted, quote, It's a little sad that an active member of Congress can cause billions of dollars of stocks to shift like this. It is almost not... Absurd. It is that also not. It is absurd. also not absurd that the people that make our laws and no classified information can trade on the public market. The fact that they get intel before the rest of America and are constantly tempted not to make millions off of it, just a situation we shouldn't be putting them in, and seems stupid to me. I'd be all for paying them more and they not be able to invest. Or some other solution. So, of course, uh, no. This is Mr. Beast specifically uh, talking about Nancy Pelosi. A tweet that, of course, he deleted. He he got rid of this particular tweet after sending it out to the general public as Ashley St. Clair is connecting the dots and saying that maybe he connected it since there's uh, a connection with Nancy Pelosi's nephew who works as a talent manager for Mr. Beast's agency. As, of course, the Pelosi's, the Clintons, the nephews, the politicians, all of them, they all, they all get jiggy with it at the, at the Eyes Wide Shut parties. But, but also, more importantly, they're all in larger positions of power, and they do shut people up from criticizing them. Of course. So what, what happened here with Mr. Beast, I, I think, is something that he was getting very close to. I think he's someone that a lot of people pay attention to, but I think he's also someone that they go to and be like, hey, shut up. Just make those stupid videos and know your role. And they probably do threaten his assets, his his channel, and his ability to be promoted on YouTube like he is because he's promoted everywhere. He's, he's trying to make a little transition over to Twitter, which is interesting, and that might be because of some existential kind of uh, threats or pressures being put on him. What well, do you I, guys think? I, I don't think he deleted it because Nancy Pelosi's nephew works there. I think he deleted it because he knows that if you... Uh, first off, what he was saying is obviously true. I mean, it's absolutely insane that people that that write and pass legislation are able to front run the news and trade on it to make themselves extraordinarily wealthy. So that's that ought to be illegal. It's not. It's insane. So what he said was true. The reason he deleted it, though, I don't think it has anything to do with Pelosi's nephew because it's just so obviously the case that that in the position that he's in, it, it behooves him tremendously not to get into the political fray. Just continue to make... You know, these feel good, silly, extraordinarily high budget, you know, 10 to 20 minute videos and make yourself crazy rich. Like, so I think that's why I deleted it is that it's it had no I don't think he needed any exogenous pressure. He's just like, yeah, I told the truth there. That was a mistake. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's obvious what's going on with them. They had that that um, Pelosi tracker for a while. I think they uh, disabled it at one point. Um, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing, but I feel like it's just par for the course. Well, there were stock yeah. traders that were uh, giving off tips just... Uh 
stuff. They were, they were given they were given uh, the trades that politicians were making, and they were specifically uh, targeted, attacked, and censored because their stock trades were were way better than than all the other professional stock traders out there, and they they had to nip it in the butt. And Wait, can I employ that technique? Like, is there a way that a, any regular person can follow? But, but you, well, you is can't, that open? You can't front run it though. Like, yeah, you, you can you can oh, you can, can, you can draft fact. after them. You can get behind their vehicle, but there's no way you can know before they actually place the trade, which is obviously totally insane. I mean, and we're talking about trillions of dollars of spending that the federal government's responsible for. And these people know where it's going to go because they're going to vote on the bill. And then they they will just invest in these companies that are going to get billion dollar contracts. And then the stock price doubles or triples and then they end up making a fortune it's, yeah, it's yeah. crazy as the reporting comes out you can't be on top of the trading like they are right so they're they're able to make a crap ton of money and and the amount of money that these politicians make that the the jobs that they get the the amount of of just assets that are thrown at them it, it's absolutely crazy here as i i kind of agree with, with mr beast even though i loathe all these um congress members I think paying them a little bit more might actually help the situation as, of course, they wouldn't be looking at all these other kind of nefarious ways to make money. If you look at what happened with Carrie Lake. Are you serious, dude? Come on, dude. You really think that these people are good people? If they were making an extra thirty grand a year, they would stop being greedy bastards that'll make thirty-five million after their career. No, they're devil worshippers, and yeah, they probably I mean, are sociopaths. I'm, I'm not giving them any kind of like. I mean, like three percent of them you, are halfway decent people. They're like, oh, I wish I made two, twenty two, extra two thousand. But the few people that don't sell out, because there are, there are a few of them, they at least would be a little bit more comfortable. But but again, I don't like these people. And I'd rather they all be prosecuted. I, I, I rather all of them. I, I rather term limits. If, if we're going to be asking for anything, give them term limits. See, like, I, you're I only there for like, with that. Yeah, really? there's Why? a case to be made against term limits because then you can kind of put through things because you're not accountable to having to be um, voted in later. Exactly. So you can do kind of wild stuff and be like, I don't care what you guys yeah, think. Like I, I'm I, out of your lengths here anyway. I understand the counter argument that Luke is about to make sure. in, in that. Obviously, Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden and all these other scumbags that have been doing it for decades after decades and Pelosi, my God. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that like, yeah, you have Ron Paul, you have Massey, you have Rand Paul, like they're the, the handful that are really, really good. Obviously, you don't want them to be kicked out. And and the truth is that it's a time preference issue. If you if you have a very uh, if you have a very short duration in, in power. Well, then you're going to have an extraordinarily high time preference. So you're going to do whatever gets you wealthy as fast as possible. So and in, in there's a very fair argument to be made that the corruption would actually skyrocket because people only have two terms and then they're out of there. I mean, we, we already have record corruption. We already have the politicians that are selling. It can always to, get worse. Is there any way uh, to go back? I don't think it can. I'll be, I don't think it can get worse. I think it's pretty awful now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I mean, a lot of people make this kind of argument here. That I'm kind of you know susceptible to kind of trying to understand and and, and kind of believing, but uh, what we have now is absolutely broken. I think it's it's also unfixable in some ways. And uh, hey, I mean we're spending money left and right on all these crazy outrageous things. And you know, I I, I you know I, I do have this naive point of view. Maybe maybe if they don't have to you know rob and steal money from 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 everyone else through the special interest groups. Maybe if they have a little bit, maybe they'll, that, that'll be enough for them, and it probably won't be, because they're, so they're money-hungry human be beings fine. who I'd want be all of it themselves. I'd, I'd be fine with paying them each a million dollars a year if they could never, ever make another dollar again from doing anything other than honoring their constituents' demands. Like, 
fine. That that honestly, that would be better. Like if or if you make their salary half a million a year and it's a pension, and like you get in there, you do it for eight years, and then you're out, and you and but you can never make another dollar doing anything. And if you do, you go to prison forever. Like there has to be some, there has to be some way. And they have to work in community service afterwards. After their political careers, you have to work. They become indentured servants or send Send them on the island, not the island that you're thinking about. (laughs) Send them all on one island. Just leave them there. And uh, yeah, let let them, uh, let them at it. Let them have fun. Let me ask you guys a question. If we had a Trumpy win, who's I guess the the least terrible of all the options and let's pair him up with Vivek. Uh, who I would think would be the best uh, VP option, right? Um, is there any way in hell of turning this Titanic around at this point? Hmm. Um. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, it, it is possible, but it would require a a willingness of self sacrifice that I simply do not believe Donald Trump possesses. Uh, he would have to risk everything. The debt is so high that it's it's almost irreversible. And the it financial is, calamity it? and the financial damage that has been caused might be irreversible. Because uh, e- even if you tax the world's richest people, it won't make a debt, uh, a, a dent into the debt. So when, when looking at this kind of situation, it's a very difficult one because there's a lot of at stake here. There's a lot of uh, special interest groups. There's a lot of powerful people. I, I, I think there is a way of rolling things back. It won't be perfect, but I don't think it's going to happen within the next four years. Maybe if we're on a good trajectory within the next 12 years, there's a possibility of having a, a little bit of a better future rather than the actual dystopian, technocratic, absolutely demonic hellscape that we're on right now. And I, I, I think... I think I think that future is worth fighting for, and well, I think it's important to be optimistic at, at this stage in the game. Yeah, I mean, l- let me let me preface this by saying it's not going to happen. But uh, since I'm running for vice president, I do have I do have the answers on how you could do it. You would the only answer is to grow our way out, and the only way you could do that is to deregulate the American economy on a on a scale that we've really never seen before. Um, if you were to do that, I think that the American ingenuity could actually create a GDP explosion that would be, you know, with mild taxation, you could probably unbury yourself from the incredible amount of debt that we're under. Okay, there's, I'll buy that. There's no chance that it happens, though. So, yes and no. <laughs> what about, like, uh, do you guys think that Millet is going to be successful? Because everybody looks at Millet and they think, oh, the libertarian lord and savior of us all. I have some uh, Argentinian friends who gave me some perspective stating that he would have quite a bit of pushback um, because he, of course, is not, you know, king. He has other people that he needs to work with. Um, he has been getting a lot of attention. Do you think that that's uh, legit? Is that real? Or are we going to see an actual change in Argentina with that influence us here you he, know he's fired a crap ton of bureaucrats he's fired a crap ton of government workers i i'm happy that's a win I, yeah. uh, <laughs> planting the flag here we won yeah <laughs> afuera all those bastards and i'm done with them and <laughs> let's give it a try he, it's going to be very telling to see the attacks against them the counter attacks but when looking at el salvador the model there is clear it, it's possible and what el salvador has done has been Pretty incredible, pretty awesome, coming from a, a place that was extremely violent, extremely dangerous, to now a place that I'm looking at as uh, a, a place to not just visit, not just not just a vacation to. As of course Max Kaiser and Stacy are like, come on down, come visit, uh, come set up a second base here. Maybe 
Uh, or maybe even even in rad. Argentina, we have uh, we have the Javier Milley action figure right behind us. By the way, if people are um, curious to how the the wall is behind me, the updates that we've been making. Can people to it. buy that from your store? No, it's a one of a kind. It's a it's a it's a one of a kind. We will be auctioning it off for one million dollars. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah but, that sounds like a great idea. Let, let, well, let, with enough inflation. Let, let or, me, or to members of LukeUnfiltered.com. Uh, there we I, go. I think, that, I think that would be cool. And then more people sign up, then we could be independent, then we don't need advertisers, and then we could be fully independent and then actually be able to express ourselves and not need to be on YouTube and then go to Rumble, which we're going to be going over in just one minute right now. Clint, hold your thought there sure. for uh, a little bit there. As, of course, we now will be making that transition over to Rumble.com forward slash we are change if you want to find us if you don't want to type in forward slash we are change just go to rumble.com scroll down a little bit and we are here on the picks category right next to the dark horse podcast right next to jimmy door we are live right now and if you're watching on facebook on kick on twitter or youtube or anywhere else Right now is the time to go over to rumble.com and to support the free speech platform that is standing up for independent content creators. It is more important than ever, as, of course, we have a lot to say about P. Diddy and uh, this wild photo of another party animal that he, he was hanging out here. We, could, we, we, we have so much to say about this particular photo. We have so much to say about this particular situation. That again, absolutely not family friendly here on YouTube. So, of course, we are going to be saving that conversation all for rumble.com forward slash we are change, where Stephanie will also describe her DMs and we'll get more into the story of the decade and everything else we can't get into here on freaking technocratic overlord YouTube. So. Uh, make that transition right now, and we're going to be taking callers in about 30 minutes for members of LukeUnfiltered.com. Before we move over, uh, Tatiana, for the rest of the audience watching every everywhere else, where can people find you and support your work? Oh, I'd love that. Uh, TatianaMoroz.com, and they can find me on uh, X at Queen Tatiana. At Liberty Lockdown on X, you can subscribe there if you want to support my work, or LibertyLockdown.locals.com. Uh, Liberty Lockdown is the show. I am currently suspended from the YT, unfortunately, so you can find me on Rumble, and I will be doing Tower Gang later tonight. Do not watch it. Steph. Steph WRC on X and Steph We Are Change on Instagram. Are you going to be watching Tower Gang tonight? No. <laughs> <laughs> she finally learned her lesson. All right. Uh, go over right now. I, I love you guys. The first video, uh, very spicy. Going right into it on rumble.com forward slash we are changed. We're on the rumble front page. Shouts out to rumble. Really appreciate you guys. As of course, we are also going to be lining up to be taking your calls very soon in about 28 minutes. So if you are a member of lukeunfiltered.com, go into the telegram chat room right now. Let me know that you want to call in and we will be calling on you very soon. As of course, to start off this uncensored topic here we have original footage from p diddy in the studio with other male rappers what's happening just, make, just, make, just making sure that they don't get hard this is how they test their military to make sure that they're not getting What's happening? Are you kidding me? Is that really it? I think it's a video 
It looks like from India of yep. uh, of, uh, of a commander going around and and literally grabbing the penises of, of, of men. Look, this I this one guy, happens. this What's one guy here one? seems very 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 very, <laughs> very focused. He's like, oh fuck, He's I mad. better not be gay. I better not be a homosexual. Holy shit! He's oh grabbing my. my He's full focused. He's he's fucking oh amped the fuck up. Uh, but but Clint, you, you know about this clip because because I just saw it going around viral today. I, I, yeah, I saw it when you did. But uh, I mean, I mean, sure. Uh, who who hasn't got gotten a boner during a prostate exam or when? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tatiana, right, right, All Tatiana. The time. It's so embarrassing. I'm like, get down there, little guy. <laughs> yeah, but Steph, the... give us a response here. Uh-uh. <laughs> but apparently P. Diddy uh, is doing that with the entire like modern rap move- movement. Uh, what a wild story. Yeah, this is a, a crazy uh-huh. story that everyone is talking about. We, of course, talked about it on the main YouTube channel, going over all the details as there has been a major lawsuit filed against P. Diddy by a Rodney Jones who filed the lawsuit. The lawsuit has some very serious allegations against P. Diddy, accusing him of sexual harassment, assault, trafficking, sex with minors, rape. There's graphic photos. There's details that are still covered up for the general public, as, of course, a lot of people are bringing together a lot of pieces of media. The Internet never forgets. They're doing a lot of freaking research and connecting some very interesting dots with a lot of very uh, questionable videos being released of P. Diddy, as, of course, there's also now a photo going around of Vince McMahon and P. Diddy hanging out together, um, just photographed together with the caption, I just know some crazy stuff went on here. <laughs> and yes, with the stories that came out about Vince McMahon and the stories now coming out against P. Diddy. Yeah, tell me that there isn't an eyes wide shut club without telling me there isn't an eyes wide shut club. Well, he, he, this isn't his first big accusation. So maybe a month ago, there was an artist, um, I think her name is Cassie, and she was his girlfriend for a while. And so basically, she started saying, oh, he was violent. He tried to blow, or he did blow up her boyfriend's car when she stopped dating him. There were really violent, scary um, accusations, and he settled with her for a very large amount of money very quickly. I feel like it was something yeah. crazy, like $20 million or something, $30 million. Don't you know? I, I think um, so. Now we're on Rumble. Seeing, you don't. You can get things wrong here. It's well, fine. you know, seeing <laughs> uh, seeing this happening now, it's like, come on, where there's smoke, there's fire. So what I did was, I used to manage a lot of different recording studios in New York, specifically hip hop studios. So I called up one of my friends from the studio. I'm like, Yo, what's the deal? <laughs> like, I yeah, want to know yeah. what's up with Diddy. And he had worked with him personally for many years and said he's just a horrible person, screws people over out of their money, was like an angry, violent, temporary kind of guy. But he did not think that he was um, gay because uh, he said he would have heard about it. Now, I have been hearing for many years, uh, you know, you listen to the Cat Williams interview, um, 50 Cent said something about it, some other guy, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, smoke around that fire. So I would say that... Um, You know, it's definitely not the first time I've heard even about like a gay sex initiation for the hip hop industry. So I'm I've got my popcorn now. Well, there's a lot of gay sexual initiation at uh, Clint's house, but also Hollywood, Hollywood as well. I'm just joking. No, it's it's literally the only way you can get into my condo. So there's there's you've uh, been warned. There's. there's, 
I don't want to keep going down this trajectory. Or promised. <laughs> what? Tatiana's <laughs> heading over there right now. Uh, <laughs> but but there 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 is um, what what Tatiana described that that a lot of people, a lot of celebrities say happens in in Hollywood. That if you want to make it into the It Club, if you want to be promoted, you want to be all all in the latest movies. You don't only have to pass through Harvey Weinstein, but if you're a male. You got to do the gay sex rituals. You got to give up that bussy. Yeah, and and you got to be that dressed bussy? up as, yeah. as a woman. That's what it's called, a butt. Yeah, a, a, either a butt pussy or a boy pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Tatiana. I, sorry. I, I didn't. I, I I assumed you knew. I mean, living in Miami, <laughs> you don't know about the pussy. <laughs> um, look, I think I first off, there's been rumors for decades that he was responsible for the uh, death of Tupac Shakur. So. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he was in he was in uh, in cahoots or he he worked for years with Suge Knight, Suge Knight who has killed lots of people uh, allegedly. Uh, so we're talking about huge amounts of money. It's not at all surprising that there would be violence and kind of gang like behavior. I think that the question, of course, is is there this same sort of uh, allegiance test that happens in Hollywood that Luke was describing? Does it also happen in the music industry? And of course, I wonder if it, it happens in country does. music. You know what I mean? Like, do oh, you dude. have to like yeah. blow dudes if you're in the country? Like, oh, Gar- Garth Brooks. There's so like a lot of there dudes. are you, so you many blow, bodies you, buried uh, from Garth Brooks. Really? You have no idea. Yeah, you, you, that's you blow, you, about you it. blow horses, Tatiana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show us where the bodies are buried, Garth. Wait. Sorry, this is a this is a Tom Tom Segura bit that he's been I doing for you. I need to learn more, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would imagine that, like, uh, yeah, I, I would imagine that you have to have to, you know, uh, fuck, do dudes. some really fucking awful shit just to get to the top of the club or to be the number one promoted person. Because with, with now, all how the genres music, of music, yeah, want singer songwriter, you gotta suck that D. Well, well, it's not just that. It's it's probably a lot more uh, gruesome and a Give lot more What's crazy. What's the point, though? Again, I just want to hear it's, what you it's guys say. Sexual compromise and a compromise. And, and it's the same. It's the same concept as Epstein. Like, but they they do it with children because the politicians once they've gone down that path, their own. They they the can't children, ever fight back. You mean back. the singers? No, 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 I'm talking about Epstein. But I'm saying this is what this is what's being alleged about uh, P Diddy now is that they were bringing in minors to these parties, and he was essentially circulating them amongst these young talent, mm-hmm. I, I assume, to get compromise on them as well. Yeah, there's a lot of videos of uh, a lot of rappers and a lot of celebrities being like, yo, did you go to that P. Diddy party? <laughs> like, holy shit. And and then all of them cracking up, not saying what it is, as of course one of these profits is 50 cents that uh, was 50, going... 50. Uh, was... Huh? <laughs> That was going off against P. Diddy for a very long time now, as, of course, he had this to say uh, not so long ago. Listen, I'm not saying that because of the, the what's-the-name interview? Nord. The Drake Champs. Yeah, interview. yeah, yeah. And he go when they do, when he do it, he says things, he doesn't even know what he's saying is, like, fruity. You know what I'm saying? Like, he says something fabulous, and he goes, yo, no, we, no, but me and you, we ain't party. Like, we need to party. <laughs> what is he talking about? Yo. What is he talking about? When people say that to me, I get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I get uncomfortable. Like he said, he said something to me one time a long time ago oh, at Chris Lighty's wedding. He told me he'd take me shopping. I looked at him like, what the, what the, what'd you just say? <laughs> Let yeah. me move, man, before I do something. You're going to make me mess up the wedding. Oh, oh that's man. a nice gesture. Let's Let me get out. No, dude. Dude, you take me that's still what a guy says to a girl. But you've been getting out of COVID a decade. I remember when you said, 
What if he's just a, a really nice autistic kid that likes to do favors for his friends and buddies? What if he's totally innocent here? Which so, he's probably not, but, wait, but what so if? What about all the guys that did have sex with him? They probably want to keep that on the DL, Fuck though. yeah, they do. So they have an incentive, you know, because Usher's name, Justin Bieber, Meek like Ludacris, Meek Mill, a whole bunch of people. Um, Dreams and nightmares, bruh? Yeah, so... Totally I, different meaning I mean, to that like, song. I mean, like, what's going to happen at this point? Like, are they all just going to kind of come out with, like, the Rainbow Coalition? I mean, I'm curious to see how it pans I, out. I'm very interested, too. Uh, look, first off, this is over a financial deal that went wrong. Uh, I, I just want to give Diddy his due. No, and but the, his his expectation was very wrong. Like, he want, he want the guy, just to, to be clear, not to interrupt, sorry, but... Sure. Um, so he wrote over nine songs, uh, rather nine songs of his were put right. onto this album, and he asked for 50K, which is like nothing. Right. And Diddy was like, no, you get 29 grand. And then that was the end. Of, and that's actually right. what pre uh, precipitated this case because i think he was just like what are you serious because he wouldn't give him anything because i feel because i remember reading that i was like wow only fifty thousand dollars for doing songs nine songs on a diddy record god music industry sucks so bad you know well, but, well, well look what happened with r kelly there was some sick twisted fucked up shit happening with him uh raping children peeing on children shitting on children like shit was fucked up on, on some incredible fucking levels and he was still promoted he still is, is someone that's loved by a lot of individuals even though He's a horrible that. fucking human being. Oh, he was really uh, bad. Really absolutely bad. bad. And yeah. and everyone in the industry knew, and everyone in the industry was quiet about it. So so this just shows you just how sinister, just how crazy, just how wild these people get. Because if you're someone like like P. Diddy, right? I I, I made this kind of you know facetious statement earlier. Maybe he's just a really nice guy. He's he's probably not because uh, again, as we talked uh, talked about the police officers and politicians, that power, that influence goes to a lot of people's heads and it influences them in very negative ways where they think that they could get away with anything and they're trying to get their rocks off by doing more and more crazy explicit sh uh, shit. And if you're someone who's a huge celebrity, you're going to be having sex with a bunch of women and you're going to reach a point where sex with a bunch of women or pornography that you're inundated with or, or the seediness, it's just not going to be enough and you're going to need more and more to get your kind of fix there and you're going to do some more weird, wild-ass fucking shit. And this is why, looking at what happened with Harvey Weinstein, with Jeffrey Epstein, with R. Kelly, with all these other predators in the whole entertainment industry, which all of those people were, there probably is some really fucked up sinister shit. Now, a lot of people like to talk about uh, the fact that, oh, th these dudes had sex with each other. I don't give a fuck if P. Diddy had sex with Meek Mills or Usher. A lot of people are talking about it because they're, you know, un undercover brothers or, or what. I don't give a fuck. What, what matters here are the serious allegations of human trafficking, of rape, and children that were involved here. That's what we should be talking about. Mm -hmm. Not, oh, some some uh, some dudes fucked each other in the ass. Who gives a fuck? Well, I would oh. say that it's actually the gatekeeper aspect of it that really bothers me. Because as a musician that's, you know, seen the music industry for many years and just really lamented its existence in the first place. Like, <laughs> I, I just... I don't know. I'm just thinking that like the music industry would be better served without the trash music that's being promoted. And if you have somebody like Diddy, he's not choosing, you know, peace, love and happiness music. He's picking purposeful garbage. Um, 
like all the time. And, and he's he, being promoted everywhere with all the industry insiders who made him as powerful as he is. Yeah. Um, and not to mention the yeah. frequency well, that this kingmaker even. I would say he's more popular than I don't even know if anybody got him to where he is. I feel like he clawed his way to the top like an evil overlord. Did he? Yeah, from what I understand, I think that's part of the, the I, I, accusation say, with Tupac. I'll say this. I mean, what he did with Bad Boy in the late 90s was really remarkable because he had a lot of guys, like, in, in my humble estimation, I'm not some sort of aficionado or even a musician, but a lot of that music was really bad. And But he dominated the music industry in the late 90s and the early 2000s in a way that was really profound. So it makes you wonder, though, given that he's now being accused of, uh, you know, getting compromised on all these other uh, acts like maybe maybe he did the same for some other you know billionaire music guru that that helped him along the way i don't know but the, i just the point i was trying to make earlier is that it because this is not coming out of a someone who's just blowing the whistle because they saw terrible shit and they wanted to you know seek justice this is a lawsuit for money serious amounts of money so that's the only reason I'm giving him any benefit of the doubt is like, I agree with you that the deal he got was raw. He said he said that he was being promised properties and millions of dollars and all sorts of shit, and he didn't get any of it in writing, and this is why, why this lawsuit's uh, coming about. It could just be a bad business deal. I just, I just want to reserve a little bit of judgment because there is money that's being pursued here. I don't know what's true and what's yeah. not. I mean, you worked at the, Tatiana, you worked at the studio that uh, Tupac got shot in. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So you have kind of access to a lot of the, the crazier stories. You were kind of mentioning it a little bit earlier on. Uh, great studio, by the way. Um, every time there was like a New Year's uh, celebration, we were there. And it was a great uh, freaking place to, to celebrate New Year's. And uh, great studio, but a legendary studio. Lots of crazy stories. Lots of crazy individuals passing in and out of uh, that studio that you were at. And that's literally where, 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 where Tupac got shot and survived. Uh, he got shot multiple times, and the, the drama was real between the West Coast and the East Coast. And when we're talking about individuals that are willing to take lives, when we're talking about individuals that are, you know, being bankrolled by the music industry and all the insiders and hundreds of millions of dollars, but more importantly, the influence is is there. When you have so much power, that power corrupts. And and I think it's fair to assume, you know, we, we always got to give people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I, I I did it jokingly in the beginning, but 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 these people but the are likelihood like of that is, is probably too. not true. Like yeah. a lot of these people were not just like oh I was in nice normal. Like a lot of these people came up from the drug game. Now you know you can ask yourself, well, if that's the only option, is dealing drugs so bad? Blah blah. blah. But it, overall, it, it's they not, weren't like so that's not the only option. Members trade, of trade school is an option, right? <laughs> right. Like, going right. out and getting a job <laughs> is an option. Yes. Uh, fair. But, but uh, drug trading, it, it, it people have an option not to drug trade. Sorry, yeah. I just wanted I to clarify. I forget the quote, but. Uh, just the fact that this was this was one of the most legendary rap lyrics of all time, and it was written as inspiration from the studio that used to work at. It said, shot five times, but you punks didn't finish. Now you're about to feel the wrath of a menace. That is such a fucking gangster line. It's like the best shit ever. That how cool is that? That like you you have been part of history in that way. You know what? To me, I feel like hip hop history is kind of depressing. Uh, but I love yeah. it because listen, you know, I I love so I love much, the dark arts. I, I love a lot of music that has come out of the black community: jazz, blues, rock, uh, funk. I mean, so many Motown, and then all of a sudden, hip hop was cool, and then all of a sudden, it the, the was just degenerate. Rap. Yeah, and it makes me just too depressed. Like I would sit there and um, 
and I, this sounds stupid, but I would just kind of start weeping at my desk thinking about the sorrow of lost America. Because, you know, I grew up listening to really good music. It sculpted who I am. I was inspired by different people. And I think that in a positive way. But if you have um, role models like that, especially with the amount of divorces and all these kids that are home alone with nobody watching them, and that's your guidance, I can't get behind that. Sure. You know? I'm not saying it's good for your soul, but it's definitely a bop. It was cool. I mean, the, you <laughs> what know, does bop, a bop even mean? What do you mean? A bop. It's a banger. It's a great song. Oh, it's, uh, that's it's, really it's, old hit, school. Hit, hit him a up. Bop. No, it's actually new. But hit him no. up. Hit him up is like one of the best rap songs of all time, and it was it was inspired. I, I like some rap that. music, but I'm yeah. just saying the message gets me down a no, little bit. Look, you know, well, what's what's uh, I mean, my point? I, I, mean, I, I think it's meant. I think it's meant to to bring you down. If you look at the frequencies, if you yeah. look at the hertz, if you look at the messaging, and if you look at the larger ideas that they bring out to Brainwash. the general public, it, it, it's it's largely a detrimental art that is there to destruct. That is there to of course bring people down music should be something that heals people uplifts people music is extremely freaking powerful and this is why the cia and other intel agencies have been in the music industry mm -hmm. have been influencing it and in my opinion have influenced it to some very negative nefarious ways i previously was uh, was um was granted the opportunity to sit down with prodigy of mob deep before he passed away he was another individual involved with all of this we also interviewed a lot of people, whether it was Talib Kweli, M1, KRS-One, and we worked with a lot of these individuals, including, of course, Immortal Technique, and all these individuals, along with Lupe Fiasco that we interviewed, represented conscious kind of rap, music and lyrics that were meant to, of course, educate people, uplift people, bring people together. Not all of them, some more than others, some less than others, but it, it, it definitely does seem like there is a concerted agenda to push the most degenerate, nonsense, stupid-ass, low-IQ, cough, drop-drinking, freaking boozing, fluoride, pineal gland, calcifying, pill-popping nonsense out there that is just shit. I forgot we're on YouTube. It's, it's absolute fucking shit. The music that fucking people bump down the fucking street. I don't want to fucking hear it. It's shit. Your fucking boom boxes. No one wants to hear your fucking shit music because it's, it's not music. It's not music. It's low vibrational fucking demon summoning. That's what it fucking is. It's but fucking it's evil shit. It's sad because that community, like specifically, it's also kind of polluted all different other communities. But like black music has been like a source of uplifting that community all along. Mm. I mean, look at gospel music and stuff like that. So. Now you've just got this garbage that's kind of permeating everybody's brain. And for such a long time, I mean, WAP was just a few years ago. And now there's even another one that's like, like people are saying that Spice, Ice Spice Girl is like right. uh, equal there's, opportunities. There's, WAP, there's for, probably WAP now. Yeah. I, I don't Get know. It? A wet ass. Buzzy. Oh, wow. WAP. <laughs> Drake, Drake got that WAP. Yeah, I mean, she's got a song about <laughs> farting. No, yeah. we can't do this anymore. I think Please. I'm. You think you, you think you're the shit? Parentheses fart is the name of her hit. I can't. Her hit song. Look, but That's not here, a song. here's the truth. I think can we I, play it? Yeah, probably. What, what is it? Don't you. I think, I, I think it's you think you the shit in parentheses fart. Just look I can't up. believe I think, this. Okay, so the logic behind this because the title doesn't tell you. It's like you think you're the shit, but you're just a shit fart, like a shart. Right. She's so smart. It's, um, <laughs> she's like, I could, I could do this. Maybe this I is Ice Spice. Over. This is Taylor Swift's bestie. I got a fresh nigga sending me tips. Think you the shit, bitch? What? Not even the fuck. I be going hard. I'm breaking their hearts. Like, 
This is what happens when you when you drink while you're pregnant. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's fucked. It's, uh, Bitches be thick, but I'm thicker. Look, the music's obviously trash, but I I honestly think that like it's trying to go viral based off of like th- that how that, bad that it head- is. Yeah, that headline, that title of in parentheses fart. Like you put fart in parentheses. You're trying to get people to click on it because you're like, I can't fucking believe you, this you exists. You see the video. Yeah, but look, I think wait, are there farts in the video? There's no, a lot no. of butts in the video. Yeah, I'm sure they're farting too. But what what amazes me is that um, Meek Mill, like the allegation is that he. He was having, uh, you know, sexual relations with P Diddy. That's just that, that's just mind blowing to me uh, because he's like he's like the apex of gangster rap out of Philly, and that is like that's a career ender. The allegations, I, you don't you don't have to like it or or hate it, but that's the reality. Like you cannot be a gangster rapper and and be alleged to be gay. Like it's gonna fuck his career up. So it's gonna be very I, I interesting know. to see. I, I think this could be a deliberate uh, agenda by the powers that be who are like, yeah, we gotta make everyone gay now. Nas X is gay. Let's make everyone fuck it. All, all you guys are gay. gay. You guys are taking the fucking memo now. You're all gay now. All you, the music producers look, are like yeah, take it in the butt. You don't, you don't, have, you don't have to be yes. gay. You can just chop your dick off and get some fucking breast implants. Like, whatever. Just don't be a straight dude. Just don't do that, and you're safe. Um, but uh, the, going back to the earlier point I was making, Pete he couldn't, he couldn't fucking rap. He couldn't sing. He couldn't dance. He couldn't do fucking anything. He was a terrible artist, and he was the biggest rap act for five fucking years. It was so surreal to witness. And Bad Boy was just filled with a bunch of terrible acts. Like the the fucking Ice Spice chick. She like I'm not even kidding. I honestly think she's retarded or has Down syndrome. Um, they say that she's there to like show inclusion yeah. of uh, of handicapped people. Or yeah, God bless. I just wish that like. You could have better representation because uh, you think you the shit fart is not the best representation <laughs> for people that have Down syndrome. <laughs> like I, I can't look away from that. Well, see, that's, train wreck. That's the and thing. that's why they want yeah, it. Right? But, but what what I do find interesting too is like we haven't talked about Taylor Swift. All these other people have sold their souls, right, to to get to the top of whatever fucking genre they're in. No one has gotten to the top like Taylor Swift has. So mm. what has she done? Like, uh, you know, she like, hangs out with Ice Spice. Well, they say that yeah. she's a they say that she's a witch. Um, but I don't know how much sorcery you have to do to get Tell to me that more. pinnacle. Tell me more. So they say that she's the uh, daughter or reincarnation of Aleister Crowley. That looks very remarkably yes. similar to uh, Clint Russell. Oh <laughs> yeah, no. Aleister Crowley's <laughs> wife was like some I'm woman. Not joking. I'm not even trying to do a pun here. Like you guys look pretty similar. I don't. I'm not familiar. Uh, Aleister Crowley's the the most evil man on earth. And uh, I'm not he saying was, you're. Was, I'm not saying you're Aleister Crowley. I'm saying you look like him a little bit. Yeah, he was like a Satanist. Didn't he have like a church or something? I don't remember if he had his own church, but he definitely had a bunch of people following him. And he was. He called himself the most wicked man on earth. So anyway, he had some wife, and uh, and the wife supposedly looks a lot like Taylor, which is kind of silly. But I don't know. So how people he, think that that. Taylor Swift is the daughter of Aleister Crowley? No, I think that they think that, that she's like the reincarnation of the witch oh, wife the of Aleister Crowley. Get the fuck out of here. Tay-Tay, you're, you're the best. Don't you listen to any of this nonsense. What? Who's that? That's her, that's, her, uh, that's her nickname. Tay-Tay. Yeah. 
Or, or like, yeah, I don't know. You know, um, you know, her relationship with Travis is going to end at some point. I'm just, I'm just keeping my my options open. Well, it was very funny when they were showing pictures of his old girlfriends, and then t- Taylor Swift, who's ah. like notoriously not curvy at all, and he's got like a bunch but, of black girls that are like right. bomb chicka bow. Yeah, I don't, aren't those things all staged? Like, I always thought all the celebrity relationships were like forced upon. Well, that one definitely, I feel like is. But uh, I mean, if you just like most of them, she's just not his type, you know. And man, he seemed like a real trash loser. Holy moly. He should keep his mouth shut. Wow. Yeah, he's he's not the brightest bulb, but uh, he's a hell of a tight end. Hell of a tight end. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't think that all these relationships are fake. There's obviously famous people are going to want to date and marry famous people because they, they're accustomed to that lifestyle of having paparazzi and shit. Like, that's the only way. I honestly think that's the only person that could marry someone like Taylor Swift is someone who already deals with that lifestyle because otherwise it would be so jarring to, like, all of a sudden just be this normie who now has fucking 100 you know, piece of shit journalists that are following you down the street everywhere you go, like, that would be terrible. I mean, yeah. it's not that hard. Wait, but yeah. what? <laughs> She's willing to put up with it. Have you had paparazzi no, hunching? I'm just pretty sure that some celebrities have done that. Well, yeah, no, there of course are some of them are fake. That, yes. have, uh, that have non-celebrity, but somebody like her, I mean, she's just like, look at me, look at me all the time. So I yeah, mean. but I mean, I'm just saying it doesn't mean that all celebrity relationships are fake. Yes, some of them are, and and the Kelsey Taylor Swift one might be. I have no idea. Well, yeah. did you guys know that the um, that the NFL is registered as an entertainment industry and not as a sports entity? So essentially, they're like uh, like the WWE with the wrestling. Mm-hmm. So other sports leagues or whatever categories, I don't know if they're leagues or whatever, but you are, you know, they have to be actual games, but the NFL is categorized itself as an entertainment company. They even had a lawyer from there who was like a, a NFL lawyer and he came forward and I think he even started a legal case about it, but then he mysteriously died. So anyway, and you the, can the, supposedly the, look it up. I haven't gone that far, but I've seen maybe four or five articles about the same subject. The thesis so. being that they are rigging the games Correct. to try and create drama. Yes, you've also even seen, like, I don't know how real these are, but uh, you'll do interviews with different uh, football players, and they're like, oh, what did your script say? Oh, well, it said I got to, you know, die in the third game or whatever. Oh, my god! Yeah, this, I, those... I only saw a few of those interviews, and I wasn't fully convinced that those were 100% real because it think was just so weird. I think they're trolling, honestly. I've known quite a few NFL players because I played beach volleyball, and they, these guys on the offseason would come and play with us. I, I, These are the most hyper-competitive alpha males. So there's, t- as far as I'm concerned, there is zero chance that the athletes are in on it. Now you, I, you, you can make the, the argument. Are. I want to know. You can make the argument can that the referees them? are are trying to uh, dictate outcomes. I think I, that's plausible. The athletes themselves, these dudes are the most competitive people on the planet. I do not believe for a second that they're like all in on it, throwing mm-hmm. games and shit. Like they're not the good enough. The probability of that is quite yeah. slim. Well, yeah. just I don't know why they have the categorization. So that that seemed to be like the one thing that was pretty like solid. Yeah, it's um, interesting. As far as it went. I view sports as an entertainment industry. Yeah, well, they're just here to keep us busy while they, you know, eat our babies While and Rome stuff. burns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go play some sports. Don't watch some sports. Exactly. That's, that's my uh, own piece of advice. As of course, you also got to be careful what you surround yourself with. As, of course, this is this is what they want to force feed you now. You're not even the fuck. I'll be going hard. And then this is what they took away from you. Government, they worship an owl. They practice witchcraft to harness their power. Pedophiles rape little kids for energy. It's satanic ritual, WTC. They lit the Pentagon on fire. 
That's lighting the pentagram on fire. That, One of thing course, I was want- Prodigy, who uh, also really liked the Loose Change documentary. So, shouts out to him. Rest in peace, uh, Prodigy. And I remember having many conversations with him, and he knew what the hell was going on. As you just heard from those lyrics, he, he didn't hold anything freaking back. And the music industry literally fucking made sure that individuals like this, of course, get demoted. They don't get played on the radio. They don't want people singing about the pedophiles and the, the Satanists controlling shit in the world on the radio. They want this on the freaking radio. I'm breaking radio. their hearts like, bitches be quick, but I'm quicker. Bitches be thick, but I'm thicker. Stop it. She could be- <laughs> I like how Clint knows, knows yeah, the freaking lyrics here. Uh, it's just such a stupid lyric. Bitches be thick, but I'm thicker. uh, 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 that's the type of low iq degeneracy shit that they're fucking normalizing and one way to normalize it is through music uh let's go around the room what would be your degenerate rap music name as we are now going to be going to callers um as i gotta think of mine i haven't had uh, time to even think of mine but we got a we got two callers already uh, my names uh, i already had do do you want to do you want to name us too well, we're gonna go to Brian first, sure and then we're gonna go to pressure. we're gonna go to Nitty Gritty, and then we're gonna go to Brian. But uh, go around the room. Uh, what's your uh, what's your degenerate right name? Rap name? Uh, they call me uh, Country Blumkin. They call me they Co- call, <laughs> Clint is Country Blumkin. They call me they call me White Boy Bussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, Tatiana. I'm T Dog. Also, bussy. Lady Tata. <laughs> Lady yeah, Tata. Yeah. T Dog. I, I can see that. Just stuff. I like Lady Tata. Lady Tata and WBB. White boy bussy up in What's this bitch. Up? I'm Big Mama. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Big Mama? Yeah. <laughs> I've lost all my I, I've lost IQ points with that conversation, <laughs> and I have lost the ability to even try to think of anything clever for myself. Oh come on, man! Uh, I, I, I don't know, dude. Uh, we're, go, we're going to Brian over here, who's a member of Luke Unfiltered. We call we call Luke Unlock Polak. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that one. Uh, as now, we are going to be going to callers, uh, members of LukeUnfiltered.com. Again, you could call in anytime, any moment right now just by simply signing up to LukeUnfiltered.com. We're going to make sure Josh puts that in the chat room right now so you guys could sign up and call in as right now we are going to Brian. And then after Brian, we are going to be going to Nitty Gritty that are going to be calling in here and uh, asking us um, any kind of uh, unscripted questions as we are now lining up our bootleg software in order to facilitate this larger kind of conversation that we have with random people that could be anyone, that could be everyone, that could show us whatever they want, they could ask us whatever they want. And uh, I think this is um, a great way to definitely uh, not only be on our toes, but to uh, give the audience uh, an ability to talk to you to talk to uh, all of the amazing people who are a part of this independent media broadcast as it looks like we're having some uh, technical difficulties as white boy Bussy just went out to uh, relinquish and free his Bushy, bushy in the bathroom. Uh, so Juicy Bussy. <laughs> 
We're going to move forward to Nitty Gritty, and we're going to go to Nitty Gritty, as, of course, it looks like uh, Brian is having some uh, technical difficulties when it comes to receiving the phone call from Telegram. So if you're a member, uh, as soon as you become a member, you log in to the members area. We have a lot of different things available for you there. We have uh, shirts that are only available for members. We have seed oil cards. We have the shit list of things that you should be avoiding at the supermarket. Uh, We have a video there almost every single day, but also we have a link to a Telegram channel. You go to that Telegram channel uh, and you could talk to me during the show. I, of course, make sure that I'm looking at the chat room and I'm looking at the Telegram um, group as well. And as now, we are now trying to go to nitty gritty. So if you're a member uh, and if it's your first time calling in, just make sure your settings are okay and they're good and make sure that your audio is not playing uh, the podcast as you're calling into the podcast. So uh, you could always do that by just going into the settings and then double checking that your camera is on and that your microphone is on and working good. So yes, Tatiana, you're you're a musician. You know the power of music. How powerful is it actually? Um, you know, I have to say that I feel a little bit less encouraged uh, for a while now because I've just seen so much censorship, and I feel like it's just been going on for such a long time. Um, thinking a lot about the ability of artists to create uh, long-term careers, I am not as hopeful as I used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a very big incentive um, for, you know, a race to the bottom where it comes to the music world. You know, look at our uh, our wonderful song that we just listened to. It's like she had to top WAP by making a song about farts. It's just progressively getting worse. But also, as an artist, other than asking people for donations, like, how do you even make money anymore? If you try and play a gig, nobody particularly pays for gigs, right? Um, and, you know, CDs, nobody's buying CDs anymore. People don't even want to buy anything. So I am a little bit uh, concerned about the future of artists because, you know, I just put out an album, uh, Love Songs for Idiots, and, you know, I spent quite a lot of money on the album. Sure. It's a great record. means nothing. Because, wow. uh, you know, first of all, there's there's some shadow banning stuff that I, I feel like has been a problem since the Ron Paul days. Um, but also, you know, if I had, let's say, a million song plays on Spotify, I would get maybe a thousand dollars. So how does how does the ROI make sense? You know, if you want to be a serious artist, you have to have something that's sustainable. So the only thing I found so far is Web3 stuff, but that's still... Uh, a bit away from being actually uh, valuable for the current market. And also, I don't like the model where people are just donating because if people, let's say things get really bad out there and people can't eat because, you know, the economy is getting much worse. Like, why would they have disposable income to just donate to their favorite artists? I mean, there's OnlyFans that they got to save their money for. So, (laughs) um, I don't know. It's a a little bit of of a... Sad subject for artists, I think, for having like a long term career that doesn't require you to also be a narcissist right. that just looks at yourself every day and tells people about what you ate that day. I think on the the upside is that the barrier to entry has never been lower. Like it's it's harder and harder to make a, a living and make a gr- like a great living to become super wealthy, but it's easier than ever to actually pursue that dream and and get your music to a very significant size audience. Whereas they're like in the nineties or the eighties, that would have been very challenging, I think. So just because of the internet, you, you disagree. 
I think it's hard. I think it's a lot harder to reach people. And also, like, okay, when you're young and, you know, maybe you didn't get enough attention at home or something, you really care a lot about people telling you that you're good. Sure. But as you get older, your values become a little bit different. And I just find... I just want to get paid. No, no, not at all. (laughs) But I don't feel like what I'm doing makes much of an impact. You know what I'm saying? And Mm. so I think that there's a conception that, oh, you have the do-it-yourself world and you can access all these people. But that requires you to take so much of your own time and you're constantly battling algorithms that are outside of your control. Right. So yeah. I think and it's the not algorithms promote all as... this debaucherous bullshit rather than actual legitimate stuff that people even want to listen to. As of course, even our subscribers on YouTube are, are being unsubscribed. Uh, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. We actually have Brian on the line calling in a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. Brian, hey, thank, Brian. You, thank you so much for uh, calling in. Good to see your face and you're alive. Feel free to ask us whatever you you want you guys can hear me okay oh yeah perfectly beautiful uh just wanted to quickly mention about p diddy i don't know if you guys remember Chappelle's show remember the skit where he had dylan dylan and dylan he used to ask for the cambodian breast milk when you were talking about diddy i could not think that's the only thing i could think of was give me some cambodian breast milk <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dave Chappelle was it was a freaking prophet, and the 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 jokes that he made, especially the jokes he made about R. Kelly in that music video, the pee pee poo poo video, fucking hilarious. And way before its time, as of course R. Kelly was pissed at him, was still at the award shows, was still being promoted by the corporate media when everyone knew he was pooping and shitting on children. For fuck's sakes, how degenerate, how fucked is our society? Good, uh, good points there, uh, Brian. Go ahead. So, but yeah, my question um, is about meetups. So I know you're having the meetup in Fort Lauderdale uh, coming up here. Uh, I was just wondering if you're going to have any other meetups uh, outside of Florida. Uh, I'm in South Carolina. Uh, I know you usually go up to uh, the Beanie Man uh, and you're, you know, up there regularly, but you're going to have any meetups outside of Florida this year, possibly. Great question. Uh, as of course, we've, we've done a lot of meetups all over the United States already. Uh, I definitely should be doing one in New York. I should be doing one in Washington, D.C. I don't know if I'm going to be in the Carolinas. I know there's also going to be uh, major conventions happening in Chicago and Milwaukee. So we already did a meetup in Milwaukee. We did one in Los Angeles. We did one in Austin. Um, I'm going to try to expand them as much as I can. If there's a if there's a big story happening in South South Carolina, let me know. I'll, I'll definitely come down there and try to investigate it on the free time that I have. But right now, we're, we're, we're honestly really focusing on this podcast. We've been working really hard. We're, we're just at that situation where we're about to be hopefully in the black. We've been in the red for, for quite a while. It's been difficult. So I'm staying put as of right now just to make sure that we get the best guests, have the best conversations, and that we finally get some advertisers or more people to sign up in order to facilitate this. But uh, we're going to be doing our best as of right now. I can't promise you anything. Probably not. If anything changes, if there's a big story, yes. But most likely, there there will be more meetups in D.C., uh, more meetups in New York City. And if the meetup in Fort Lauderdale goes well and a lot of people come out for... for uh, 
this Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern. I'm just going to do, I, I think, them every month I, because building a community, having a, a sense that, that you have people around you that, that are aligned with your goals, that think the same way that you do, is priceless. That is something that is way more valuable than all the survival gear out there if something hits the fan. So um, we're going to see how this meetup goes this upcoming uh, Saturday, and we might just do it every single month as uh, I think it's a great way to spend my time. It's always awesome. I spent my birthday uh, doing these meetups uh, and I did one in Los Angeles uh, on my birthday and it was extremely gratifying just being around really cool, awesome people that were not vaccinated, that that were paying attention to what's going on, that were fucking awesome, that were incredible, that were uh, in line. And um, one guy brought out a freaking projector and a Wii and we were literally freaking... Pr- playing Mario Kart, drinking kombuchas and coconut waters and watching the sunset. It was fucking awesome. I love these meetups. So if if you're watching, uh, if that doesn't incentivize you to sign up, um, you know, I don't know what will. But uh, but uh, thank you, Brian. I appreciate that very much. I was down in Miami. uh, I just missed a meetup you guys had uh, back in October last year. I couldn't stay an extra day. You had it the day after. I had to fly back and I was bombed. I was like, damn, I wanted to do the meetup. But uh, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll come down. I'll uh, be an excuse to go check out the Hard Rock Casino and uh, meet up with uh, Pook and, and everybody else. It's a good, it's so. a good casino, man. You'd enjoy it. And the weather's pretty nice. Alex Stein lost all of his money at the casino <laughs> when I was there with him and the Beanie Man. He's like, I'll, I'll, I won't, I won't sip too much tea. I love Alex, <laughs> but uh, he's, uh, he's, he, he's just as erratic and crazy as he is in real life as he is on a show. So he, he, uh, he, uh, he do- doubled down on fourteen dudes out of his mind. I'm, yeah. just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it does seem like that's something he would do. No, 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 no. His his gambling is 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 exactly like this show is <laughs> absolutely fucking ridiculous, unpredictable, and you're kind of asking yourself, what the fuck am I watching here? He's like, so, I'm gonna split sevens now. Double down. He was like, he was like, he was like, give me more money, girlfriend. Give me more. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Oh man. So uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely gamble responsibly. I'm not a big gambler. I know. I know some people that are. I just. I just don't understand the fun of it. To me, it's just donating oh. money to the casino poker guy so that at least you can kind of control your luck a little bit and i uh, had some success when i was down there last time I actually paid for my trip i was pretty happy but uh, yeah. po- nice congrats poker's a what skill that? game man I, yeah, yeah I, I started i i played like seven games of poker um i kind of like it. it it's fun because it's more of a psychological thing than it is even a luck thing so that aspect of it is pretty fun just to kind of uh kind of explore but uh yeah you're, you're definitely right every time i'm out in virginia with tim we uh we spend like forty eight hours straight in the casino playing uh, poker. That dude plays for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. Tim wears diapers. He literally puts on diapers <laughs> and sits down at the no. poker table, and no. he's there for like sixteen hours, just <laughs> grinding. Like, you know, you know. Hey, you know. We, sh- we, hey, we call hey, we call hey, Tim hey, Beanie, hey, Beanie hey, Man Bussy. Re- respect the grind, okay? <laughs> respect the Tim BMB. I can't believe that Beanie Man Bussy with his diapers on. No Brian, uh, thank you so much for uh, calling, and thank you so much for being a member. If there's a big news story out there let me know and it's not just for you brian anyone else if there's a big news story that i should be on the ground that i should cover that i should report on let me know as well uh brian thank you so much for calling in really appreciate you and all of your support here uh for members of lukeunfiltered.com thank you again yeah take care
Awesome. Have a great night. Really appreciate that. It, it, I, I really like the, these call-ins because you, you never know what you're going to get. Nitty Gritty also said he uh, wanted to call in. We're going to go to him. Well, well As you of do course, that. there's also... Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, while you do that, the, the reason I was talking about the lower barrier to entry, like I was a entrepreneur, ran a mortgage company, and then in 2020, because of the lockdowns, I just fucking create a Twitter account, or don't create, I start to finally use it, um, and then I start a podcast, and within a few years, I'm like talking to millions of people per month, and not just on my Twitter, but also on my show, uh, Liberty Lockdown, for those that aren't familiar. It's like, that. that is just something, like you would have had maybe... 50 people that had you know am radio host gigs and now and that was kind of how the music industry was too you might have 500 acts that were actually making it big but now you can have 500,000 acts that are like if you have a a passion enough small fan base they can they sure. can sustain you yeah, yeah people don't understand you can hold on yeah. to those fans because that was that was why i made tatiana coin in 2014 which was like the first artist coin because i was just getting you know i was uh trying to reach my fan base that i had built up and then i just kept getting shadow banned and stuff like that mm. so that's kind of the problem that like the you don't part. own you don't own your audience when you're doing that and that's why i like the web3 stuff because then you have a direct connection to your audience and then you can't be censored like you can be in other places true, but true. we're not there yet so you know we got to wait it out we also have some uh, rumble rants as we now try to go over to uh, nitty gritty as we're trying to connect with him here and uh, we still have uh, stephanie's dms to address as well uh, do we have Nitty Gritty here on the line here? Don't, don't read the DM that I sent to you, Steph. I didn't get one. You got to read it. Yeah, the, no, that's the right answer. I didn't send you one. <laughs> <laughs> Nitty Gritty, you're, you're live on air right now here on the bestpoliticalshow.com. Feel free to ask us anything you want to ask us. Yeah, great. I, uh, I sent in a video about... Uh, frequencies like sound frequencies and how they can be used to program us uh it i i sent it kind of last minute so i don't know if that's something uh we can look at later but is, is it, a, is it I, a long video or is it a short video i think it's like a six minute video so it, it's not it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a little bit long i see what it is it's music is frequency programming that's 440 right. hertz yeah i agree with you on that i don't think we have time to go into the full video uh to be quite honest with okay. you nitty okay so i'll just pose a question out there to the to your squad over there today so i would say that yeah i think uh there's a lot of signals and frequencies sound waves you know we even have trump in one of his uh, interviews, they asked him, like, what is the most important or powerful thing in the entire world? And his answer was music. That's what he said. Uh, and in a way, I totally agree. And I think that music can be used to invade culture and reprogram it. And ultimately, like, if you do that whole, like, name that J-E-W, you know, rabbit hole, you can kind of follow the money to see, like... <laughs> Welcome to Rumble, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead, Nitty. I don't get the name, the G E W. It's J E W. J E W. He was gonna slide, He was gonna move over to his next point. Oh, uh, even, go ahead, Nitty. No, it's all good. I mean, if you go down that rabbit hole, you're gonna get to a name of like who's giving out this money to defile hip hop. I mean, let's be honest. Like, hip hop has two 
sides of a coin. We got KRS-One with the positive, uplifting university approach. And then we got like Travis Scott, who's like doing like, you know, these rituals and people are dying at his concert. And he's just talking about a bunch of degrading stuff in his in his music. So it's like, how did we how do we have Travis Scott side? And it's because these things have been programming us, I'd say since the 50s, really, uh, this has kind of like invaded culture. So so kind of what I'm getting yeah. to is like we have this conservative movement where these types are wanting the more uplifting signals. But a lot of us are simping for whatever, you know, um, we've pulled away. Some of us pull away from society and we do like the whole Orthodox Church thing. Right. We just tell all of it to go away. And but but really, we're all in society and we're we're simping for something and it's like I want to I want to try to figure out how do we know what we're really simping for? Like if we just turn on some Travis Scott and we push out his signals, do we even realize what we're doing? Or are we just kind of going through the motions? Yeah, great so question. I, I think a lot of people are and they don't realize the kind of larger demonic forces and energies out there as a, a lot of musicians always kind of routinely talk about selling their soul to the devil. And I, I think there's a reason why this lyric is so common and why they not only sing about it, but they also talk about it, why there's so many different kind of rituals. And there is something ritualistic, especially being on stage, especially with having so many people listen to you, to sing your songs, to uh, reiterate your lyrics. And when those lyrics are negative and they're degenerate, they do have a larger influence on everyone. And I, I think the CIA realized this. I think they they were doing a bunch of crazy stuff, especially in the 70s. If you look at the larger kind of cultural revolution, the drug revolution, it was a revolution that the CIA had their fingerprints on, as of course they were the ones that also helped kind of push things like MK Ultra mind control. They also pushed things like LSD that got out there to the general public because of the CIA. And when you when you combine that with the music and the, the, the flower stuff, there's a lot to kind of look back, step back and kind of ponder about. Tatiana, you have more expertise in this kind of realm. What, what's your kind of understanding of it um, from your perspective? Uh, well, understanding of what is the music industry corrupt and evil and meant to depress us and ruin our lives? Yes. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, to me, this has been something that I've really paid attention to my whole entire life. Uh, I grew up and my mom would play a lot of uh, 60s and 70s singer-songwriters. And I remember listening to Cat Stevens specifically and just really being motivated. And And so as time has gone on, I've always been paying attention to, you know, what's the popular music and what are they promoting? And from the point that Britney Spears hit the scene, I feel like it's all just been downhill. To me, she represented the death of music. They dressed her up like a schoolgirl. Uh, she was under 18. You guys are a bunch of perverts. And, and that just became acceptable. That's what music became. You had those stupid Backstreet Boys and the Five Guys or whatever the hell well, those guys this are. Exact same era as PD. Yeah. But that's really yeah. interesting for me to hear because these are like the bands and artists that I heard as a child. I'm sorry. Up. This is like, like I had like friends in second grade be like, Oh, InSync and Backstreet Boys. Which one do you like more? I'm like, I don't know either of them. My brother listens to Papa Roach and Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, this is like my generation of like, this is what I grew up with as artists. Like, the, Britney Spears is like Christina Aguilera. These are like the young 
idols that we had. Yeah, yep. I mean, I would say that like the generation before, uh, is in terms of idols, like you had Fiona Apple, you had Tori um, Amos, you had uh, Sarah McLaughlin, you had Alanis Morissette, you had all these. What I Cheryl Crow, like these were, in my opinion, quite cool female role models, you know, and, and, and I bring it back to like the divorced household. When you're a kid, you're 13, like my parents got divorced when I was 13. Right. And that was a very difficult time Same. for me. And so then you're kind of seeking out uh, exterior kind of support. And then when your role models are some skank rag like Rihanna, you're not going to end up with a very good attitude. I would say that any kind of like promiscuity I had as a as like a teen or whatever was directly influenced by Madonna. And I know that that sounds wow. like like all oh, huge that's fuddy duddy stuff, but no, I think it was really profound. Yeah. I found this this letter I had written to a friend. You know how you like pass notes in class. And I was like, oh, my God, Kristen's so lame. She's just a wannabe slut. It's so pathetic. And so to me, the insult was, you're not even a good old whore. You're just a wannabe slut. Yeah. Wow. You're, so, you're fronting like you're a slut. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so and, and I looked back at this and I'm like, holy cannoli. Why the heck was I writing something like this? This is really disturbing. Yeah. But oh I really God. think that, but, you know, that that has a huge way of shaping the youth and in, in, in a very negative way. Unfortunately, there's no no doubt it shapes the youth. But I've always wondered, like, just because like this is the rebellious phase that we go through in, in our in our teen years. And, you know, I was inspired by like Cypress Hill and Tupac and the whole East Coast, West Coast rap. Feud yeah, yeah. And all not that. a lot of people know, but but Clint had a career in NSYNC as Chris Kirkpatrick right here, pictured uh, right here Come in the on, center. Are you going to give me that guy? <laughs> he does kind of look like you. No, he does <laughs> Come on. It's, it's uh, just the facial hair. I look like Joey Fat One. I, um, I, went, I went through. I was like Backstreet Boys and said, "Who does Clint?" I was like, "He has, he has, he has, a, he has facial hair like That's Clint. Um, but, Sorry, go ahead. But but my my point is like, it's the same. It's the same general dynamics that we saw with, uh, you know, like Marilyn Manson. Uh, like, but it doesn't. It's not reflective of uh, an actual appeal towards Satanism as much as it's just like I'm going to do something that is very outside of the the modern norm i'm going to push the envelope and like that's going to be appealing to people that are in their rebellious years of life and i just i i feel like there's market demand for that so is it is it being foisted upon us or is it actually that like yeah in in our teen years we're stupid and we like dumb shit i think it, it's foisted because if you find like one of these <clears throat> teenagers right and you give them a pink floyd album you blow their mind mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i think you know, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, oh, am I becoming that old person? These kids these days, you know, you have to kind of make sure that you're not turning into that. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just such degenerate garbage. Um, I feel like we're headed toward idiocracy or, or maybe we're already here. Oh, we're here. deep in that. Well, but uh, I, I, I actually like uh, Marilyn Manson's albums. Just really quick. Uh, Nitty Gritty, we got to go to Rumble Rants. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for uh, being a Thanks, member. Nitty. Anything else you want to say really quick before you go? Ultimately, and I think only the these alphabet agencies really know what these signals are really doing. So we've got to really critically think. And kind of like Elon says, we can't just consume the next thing. You know, we can't simp so hard. We got to practice the critical thinking, which I appreciate you promote that uh, through We Are Change with your shirts and whatnot. And yeah, thanks for the insight. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Nitty gritty. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for becoming a member of uh, LukeUnfiltered.com. As of course, we always have been telling you, don't believe me. 
Do your own homework and research. Trust yourself and empower yourself by having uh, the ability to look at things critically and to analyze and to um, just uh, just to, just to be able to interpret a lot of the bullcrap and emotional manipulation out there. Couple real quick uh, rumble rants, uh, and then uh, Clint will finish off his point, and then we'll go go into Stephanie's DMs here. We got one by Bill Dozer seventy four who said, "Quote: I joined at the right time. I hope Steph enjoyed my dick pic." Um, oh God! Uh, I, I have to, I have to spill the tea on that one. Bill Dozer seventy four said, "So I assume that the taser landing zone will be Clint's bussy then five hours." WBB. <laughs> I don't know what WBB means, but we have. I'm, I'm wait. It's white, white, boy, it's white bussy. boy bussy, obviously. Oh. But what's more disturbing is that Bill Dozer, my guy. Marvin Heemeyer, you fucking, you traitor, you scumbag, you. And and now you're upping it from not just two hours, not just four hours. Now we're up to five hours of a taser directly on my bussy. What the fuck is wrong with you, Bulldozer 74? Listen, Bulldozer 74 (laughs) is the best uh, rumble ratter. Uh, Ranter here uh, on Rumble, and uh, you're lucky hey, I don't have hey. control over the chat, Bulldozer. I would fucking ban well, you. Well, listen, Clint, he gave me a dick pic, so he's on. <gasps> he's over here too. Yeah, Bulldozer. I'm gonna show it. We're on Rumble. I can show, show it. it. Yeah, and honestly, it's I'm, I couldn't believe what I had to see. I don't know here. if we should be showing dick pics. No, no I, have I have to. No, I have to. No, you no. guys, you guys don't even know, man. It was such a big head. Here you go. Look. <laughs> see <laughs> he did send a picture of a dick uh, he did he did uh he did <laughs> that's some quality dad jokes my first there thought was oh we, my uh, god he's i was so like big. oh fuck we're gonna have dicks here on this show we're not tower guy we're not gonna show assholes here now dicks but uh look at that big head that's a big that's a big dick there <laughs> That's a pretty impressive dick. So, yeah. Shuts up, Bulldozer. Um, the best rumble rider here. Uh, but, yeah, we're about to end the show now. Uh, Steph, you originally said send us messages. People couldn't because your DMs were closed. We finally opened up the DMs. And uh, do you want to report to us your findings when it comes to converting did. with people? Uh, did, did you get any other messages? Did you get any I other? I did. I did. I got a lot of messages from the We Are Change community and i really enjoyed it i enjoyed messaging back and just saying thank you to everyone everyone's so sweet everyone's so kind some people really wanted to talk and have conversation i'm still gonna get to those messages at some point but it was really cool thank you guys nice not all hope is lost uh but uh it is uh it's 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 pretty fucking crazy out there, and it's only going to get crazier from here. And, uh, you know, since Bulldozer did rumble rant it, it has to be true. You know, it, it has to be done. It's like a it's like a contract. You know, just five hours of getting the taser, as, of course, Tatiana doesn't know what's going on here, as <laughs> we have a deal that we made here that has been verbally signed, a contract <laughs> that has been signed. laid forward and is official. It's a, it's a real legit deal. Yes. Ver- verbal signatures I, are legal tender. Yes, yes, yes. And I have decided to to even sacrifice myself. And I said specifically, if we reach two hundred thousand subscribers, I will be tasered. But where? When? Uh, On what part of the body? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, we will verbally agree to that. Should people like, kind of point down the road? And now, and now, and now, and now, and now, Clint has also volunteered uh, very generously. 
to to get back uh, to to get, to get vaccinated. To, to no, get, the fuck, I have not. <laughs> to get tasered for five hours in in the balls or the pussy. <laughs> uh, after we we reach a hundred thousand subscribers, which we're almost there. We're uh, at eighty eight point one thousand subscribers uh you guys subscribe right now we can make the tasering happen in just a few moments if you guys subscribe out there and uh yeah we got the taser you're ready and uh what else do you need to see how else do you need to be entertained as of course we strive to provide you the best um shocking content <laughs> possible for the general viewing audience here so yeah subscribe um we're gonna have a lot of really incredible people coming in studio getting to be a part of this broadcast we have guests uh booked up all the way up until the middle of april we have a very controversial guest should we tell everyone who it is i i just confirmed mere minutes ago that nick fuentes will be in studio with us the end of april april i believe it's the 24th wow so yeah, we're gonna have so some. So we uh, will officially be canceled. Woohoo! Let's go. <laughs> uh, we're like soft canceled, uh, but but yeah, you guys get to participate with these conversations, and it's really awesome to have you guys a part of it. So subscribe, click the notification button, and uh, it it uh, really was nice having you on, Tatiana. I hope you Queen Tata. Uh, I hope I hope you are able <laughs> to deal. With our lack of professionalism and our, our debauchery and our insanity. Uh, where can people find you and support uh, your work, Tatiana? Well, thanks for having me on. This has been quite fun. Um, TatianaMoroz.com. My Twitter is Queen Tatiana. And you can hear all my music uh, all over the internet, Spotify, blah, blah. I just created a Rumble account in, nice. in honor of this. So if people want to find it, I think it's Tatiana Moroz. And actually, on there, if uh, if Danny hooked it up, uh, there should be a music video that Luke directed. Um, and if it's not, you could go, we are change, uh, make a YouTube video, Tatiana Moroz, and you'll see the first music video I ever did. Uh, Luke actually, um, he he did that video for oh, me. Cool. Yeah, back in 2012. So that was kind of cool. And then I have one in Poland. So there's some there's some cool content there. Yeah, yeah. me and Tatiana go back a long time. Uh, uh, she's been in the Liberty Movement for a while. And uh, yeah, Josh, if you're watching, try to find rumble.com forward slash Tatiana Moroz. Yep, that's right. Try to maybe put that in the chat room so our viewing audience could find it. While and, you're doing uh, that. Check out Clint's stuff too. Yeah, while you're doing that, uh, please do subscribe to Liberty Lockdown on Rumble. I will only be there for the foreseeable future because YouTube fucking sucks at life. I don't know if you're aware of that. So yeah, Liberty Lockdown on on Rumble. Subscribe. I got like 7,000 of you over there. There ought to be way more. We have fucking a crazy audience here. Please do just transition, transition over there. Chop your body parts off, transition over and fucking subscribe uh, so that I can also uh, taser my geef. Uh, at Liberty Lockpot on X, if you want to support my work, you can subscribe there. LibertyLockdown.locals.com. Got a couple hundred of you supporting my work. I do really sincerely appreciate that. And we have Steph, if you want to send her more raw dog. Raw dog. Raw, raw, dog, kind of raw dog photos. Hot oh. dog. Hot dog photos. Uh, but, but yeah, for the people watching, um, like a lot of people watch and they don't s uh, sign up to Rumble. What are you doing? Sign up to Rumble. Subscribe yeah. to Clint. Subscribe yeah. to the show. Click the notification button. We're usually live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. But sometimes, depending on when we could get the guests in studio, we change it up a little bit here. So uh, we just put uh, Tatiana's channel there in the 
the the chat room. We have Clint's channel in the description. Thank you. So uh, make sure to support your local content creators and send uh, Stephanie pictures of Richard Nixon. And support White Boy Bussy, my new solo uh, album dropping in seven or eight hours. Can I do some extra farts on there? Like (laughs) a guest fart on your track? Yeah, dude. Parentheses. Tatiana fart. <laughs> what, fart. What, what, what degenerate sound will you be adding to this uh, uh, soundboard? You think stuff? you dick, but you you think I'm dick, but you dick. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's the sound I want to You think you quick, but I'm quicker. You think I'm thick, but I'm thicker. Uh-huh. I want to do the big papa, big mama version of that. It's fine. We'll, it we'll do that to, on the uh, uncensored Rumble segment coming up right after this over on Liberty Lockdown. On Tower Gang? <laughs> do not watch Tower Gang. I am doing that in an hour if you want to watch it, but don't. Steph, do you, no. Steph, we are changed. Steph, WRC on X. Later.